Yeah, so Ben, I know you know about um, dormtainment, right? Yeah. And I feel like you would um, like this because obviously you spit. Mm. All right, so there's this video online I saw on Facebook and it's basically these guys just telling dad jokes at each other, seeing who, or s- s- trying to see if they can't, um, not to laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> there are a lot of jokes, but one of them stuck out to me the most and I don't know whether it's just because it was like... <laughs> Whether it was just a bit, just a bit, you know, vile, but at the same time, absolutely hilarious. So it's basically said, the guy said, oh, have you heard about um, the female rapper who only battled when she was on a menstrual cycle? Oh, shit. And then they said, oh, they, they said she had a mean flow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> For 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 a period of time. bedroom somewhere in southeast london i'm ben i'm jamal and welcome to the seventh episode of the room podcast yes so let's get straight into it mm-hmm. uh we've got uh, another very t- i don't want to say talented because i always say talented every single episode but you could just say very good friend who's been doing things for a long time right you could just yeah, go you, say could just, you could <laughs> literally just say that that's true and I you don't. just said it mm. so uh let's address the elephant in the room and uh, introduce colder. What's going on? Yeah. Bless So, y- before this, you said we you would go in and try as hard as possible not to say his government name. Yeah. Am I not allowed to say his government name? No, I just thought it'd be well, better it's, to it's say. Right. No, nah, you can say my government name. Okay, because sometimes I might just say it like... <laughs> it might just slip out. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's nah, the problem. Nah, that's cool. You can that's say my <laughs> government name. That's blessed. That's the problem. But we'll try, you know. Colder. That's blessed, man. It's How cold. you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Yeah. Long time. It's been a long time. I, yeah. when I always, I always see you intermittently around London. Yeah, like <laughs> some, ran- some random spots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, spots. I've seen you perform in Shoreditch a lot, but actually sitting down and chatting to you—that yeah. hasn't. That's been since like secondary school. Yeah, probably since secondary school. Yeah. And I don't know if you'd have got much out of me then. <laughs> 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 it's different, you know. No, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Long, long time ago. All right. Well, for anyone who doesn't know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, where do I start? My name's Koda. Doing music now for over 10 years. <coughs> Consistently as well. Like mm, over very 10 consistent. Years. <laughs> you say over 10 years, but over I know you since years. you're seven, you were doing music then. Yeah, I was, do- I was doing it for over 10 years. Like I was, my first ever performance when I wrote my first ever lyric was when I was in year six. I don't know how old you are in year six. Is that 10? 11. 10 or 11. 11 going, um, when yeah. you go into year 7, you're 11 going on 12, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. when I wrote my first ever lyric and I performed for the first time to the parents on my leavers assembly. You know, everyone else was doing like 
recitals and that. Yeah. <laughs> I was spitting yeah. bars. I think my bars. Like, <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be, I want to be the greatest MC. I want everyone to know my name. I want loads and loads and loads of fame. Ah. That was my lyric. And I, and I had a bit more. That's all I can remember. Though. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, comes, he comes to the, everyone doing some Bach symphony or something like that. <laughs> They're like, ooh, did, look, he's going to say amazing things right now. Here is young. When I grow up, I want to be, I want to be the greatest MC. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine he's just saying, fuck all your teachers. <laughs> You're holding me back. <laughs> you can't see. Oh, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to. Oh God! Oh yeah, but yeah, like from year six, it became like a hobby, and then just before, like just before I got to school, I was getting into like sound engineering and stuff without even knowing because I would, I don't know if you remember the old Windows ninety, it would have been ninety eight probably Windows ninety eight computers. Yeah, they had them mics that looked like um. They look like a worm or something. They just used to be like a mic that was connected to the computer. I don't mm. know. But I, I remember, remember being a young age and finding sound recorder for the first time on on Windows on ninety eight <laughs> and being like, okay, like I can record myself. So I started recording yeah. myself. Then I was like, but what if I put the speaker next to the mic? Because that way it would record the beat and my voice. Yeah. So I would put the, the speaker next to the mic and I'd be just close to it, like one takes, like literally one takes. I didn't know about chopping and editing and stuff. So then I started doing that and then just like sending it, making CDs and just mm. putting it in all my auntie's cars and stuff, like literally. I'd, <laughs> I'd make <laughs> so much coffee. I would make so much copies yeah. and literally just leave copies in cars, in houses, everywhere I went, I'd leave copies. And yeah. then you know, people then come to you like, yeah, I've listened to that thing. Like, you're really good, Nico. Like, go, keep it up, keep it up. So, yeah, it kind of started from there. By the time I got to school, to be honest, I'd already recorded songs and stuff. Like, and, and mixed my own <laughs> songs and stuff and was producing. But then, you know, school's a whole different, secondary school's a whole different yeah. experience. It's another know? world, isn't it? Yeah. It's something else. It like, was war. It, yeah, she said that <laughs> so intensely. It was, it was, it was, it was a bit, it was a bit wild enough. <laughs> Only a few of us survived. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the school might not survive. Oh wow! Yeah, have you guys, have you heard about this whole the schools in Lewisham all in um they're all in debt, so certain teachers aren't might not even be getting their pensions. For and real? Yeah, mm. I swear. Is that what's happening? There's a possibility. Yeah. I saw Miss Nappet on TV. Miss Nappet, and mm. she kicked me out of science for two years. I was angry. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> She kicked me and Simpson out. I don't even know if that's allowed. Me and Simpson got kicked out of science for two years. I probably would have failed anyway, but that's not the point. That's not the point, people. Like, she kicked me out of science for two years. I was wandering the hallways. Guy, I was I was putting myself I into referral. I actually remember like, that. Who puts their self into referral? Like, I was like, yo, we might as well go referral. So it's like, there's nothing else to do. Like, she kept, and I see her on telly asking for more money. Like I'm sitting down, like all educated now, and like, eating food with my family, and I see Miss <laughs> Nappet on yeah. telly. I'm like, I know this woman's face from yeah. somewhere. <laughs> then it came up something, something Nappet, Snapchatted Simpson like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> she's on telly asking for more money. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the, yeah, it's all of the, it's the Lewis, the whole Lewis, real, any, any school that I think any school that got that renovation, that so uh, our yeah. school Sedgill. St. Joseph or whatever it's called now, all of them that have the new buildings, basically what happened was the loan was supposed to be... So the government took out the loan and kind of like um, passed it on to the school. 
for the school to keep pay back, mm. which doesn't really make sense considering that a school is a not-for-profit organization. Yeah, exactly. And so how are they supposed to pay exactly. money back with interest? Ooh. With interest and building building a whole like a whole building or a whole school is can't yeah, be cheap. Surely the legalities behind that would would have the schools would have been aware because con- contractually you can't yeah, that's allow so you can't borrow someone money under the pretense that you don't have to pay it back and then a couple years later just be like actually you do like well I think. I think it was supposed to be a government thing, but obviously we're kind of conservative-led now, so... Oh, so it switched, it, the policies I, are switched. I think so. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I'm not yeah, 100% yeah. sure as to how it will happen because you'd think to yourself that they couldn't do this to a school where they're raising the young the young, no, people, the young people of tomorrow, basically. But it depends where that school is, though, because that's that wouldn't would necessarily it, it happen it to happen, a school yeah. in Chelsea. Like. Exactly, it wouldn't happen yeah. to you any know, the other school. The parents would probably fund it themselves, to be yeah. honest. But, yeah. you know, in our areas, it don't matter if your school looks like a... Your school could look like a, a castle, a kingdom. Yeah, mm. it's still in the ends, and it's still gonna get hit with. That's the joke. With the end stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we asked for a still. You I mean, it. at the time we left, it had actually become a school specializing in art and drama. Yeah, yeah what happened to that man? Because I don't think they um, I don't think they are anymore. I think they're trying to make. You know what? Actually, they're trying to make all of the schools academies apparently. And when you're an academy, um. I can't remember something about charging something, but yeah, they're trying to make all these schools um academies. Like specialist now. stuff. Yeah, so I can't rem- I can't remember the specific um, detriment to being in an academy, but they yeah they're trying to make all the schools in academy. The I'm gonna have to look it up. The thing is, our school was very sports led when we was there. Like yeah, it was very yeah. sports led. <laughs> but you Mr. gotta think, Mr. Griffiths. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Griffiths, I don't know. He actually he actually called me back to do a talk. Really? Yeah, oh, I actually it? went to Forest Hill Boys. When was that talk? That was last year. Oh shit! What yeah, did you say I, to them? Um. <laughs> basically he, he was kind of putting me on the spot because he was like what was your time like at school and obviously it's like you're at a school so you don't want to be like look like i got to year nine and didn't want to be here because i realized i wanted to do music and then yeah. school became a yeah. hindrance I, and yeah i got to school i acted a fool yeah, i didn't want to i didn't want to be like i didn't want to be that guy that's yeah. like the, the children go home like mom there was a guy called Kodo came in and told me like forget school just follow my dreams like i didn't want to be that guy in it so i had to be like politically correct school I so mean, i had to i said basically i do I, I'm, I'm into like music business as well mm. and sometimes i get into contract work and stuff and not knowing how to work out percentages and stuff sometimes gets in the way like yes there's a calculator but sometimes someone might throw a percent out quickly yeah and you, you might just need of, to yeah. just because yeah, you're having course. a back and forth conversation in a meeting you can't necessarily be like wait two seconds let me get out this calculator yeah. so i told them how if i would have focused more on like maths and certain core elements yeah how it would help me now how i've had to go back and learn things and have yeah. the times table app on my phone and all of these things and to go back and learn my times tables you know what i mean it's crazy because when you're in school at that time and you have people telling you you know just pay attention work hard do this and that you just you don't want to listen to it because you can't see how it directly applies to you at that time exactly you you know that what they're saying is beneficial towards you but you just you just don't really pay much mind do you not gonna lie i paid attention all the time at school i was good I, didn't put, I, didn't, <laughs> I was a kid that finished all of his work and wanted to go just got to sit down and do nothing yeah and then people would say let me copy your work and i'd be like yeah cool especially um especially joel yeah you you, you moved the mic yeah, away know, but people could hear it but you can you can edit that out right i can but will i 
Don't edit it. <laughs> <laughs> this is raw. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, back to you. But they've, they've turned your school, the school. I was thinking, I remember I went back there and I was thinking, man couldn't even bunk here now. Like, <laughs> it is true. This place looks like the penitentiary. It's, it's like, true, isn't it? I, I looked Last up, time I saw I looked it. up yeah, to yeah, see yeah. if there was like a towel with a man with a shotgun in there, like <laughs> on some crud. Like, I climbed the gate, boy. I dare you. <laughs> climb that gate. I dare you. I dare you. Like he, pellet he gun. Said, he said, I looked around, I was like, he didn't say this is a this is amazing. This is this is exactly nah. how a school should be. Nah, I Look at these said, nice clean floors. Nah. He's like, I looked and said, how are the kids <laughs> I looked and thought, how are the kids going Sydney girls? How are they sneaking off the Sydney girls now? They're like, not like, anymore. How, how They're FaceTime. How are the Sydney girls sneaking in now? Like, how are they what doing was, it? On, what was the we going called? underground now? Like, there was a um, shop at the bottom of the road, right? Abdus. Abdus, yeah. How are you going to how are you getting out to Abdus? Abdus probably isn't even there anymore. No, when you wanted to go to Abdus and get a Starburst, sneak back in with it and be all like in class eating the Starburst and then you might charge a man an extra 10p because it's in class and it's like inflation rates. Hey guys, no, I'm, was, I'm, ris- I'm risking a lot of this bringing it's this in real here. Right? Though, there was there was prices, yeah. There was prices in the playground, yeah. But then in the classroom, there was different prices because it's risky. You might be I, on that side. I might be on that side. I got to pass this around. Do you like, guys remember when everyone was selling cookies and donuts? Yeah, come that, on. Them, them pound cookie, the pound packets, which they would charge you like. 40 40p, people. Yeah, 40p, yeah. The hustle was real. Me no, you, know, you know what got me angry? I saw something the other day of, you know how obviously social media is a big thing now, yeah? Mm. So I saw this the other day of this, um, these guys, um, these guys praising this um, kid who basically, they said, oh, he turned his um, local boys, his boys' toilets in the school to a, um, a profitable tuck shop. As if it's the first time it's being done. This has been this has been du- being been done for years, yeah. years. This start this started. I think it started with our generation. It didn't start nah, before. It definitely they definitely did. It before. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they probably did. No, well, I, I don't, didn't I know don't about think. It. I don't think it was like that. No, because we would have. It might. It might. No, you know what it was. It didn't. It started with our generation because Jamie Oliver took away our vending machines. Okay, Jamie's too. Yeah, I didn't really like those though. That that was mad. Like people would literally be selling stuff all day in school and then I remember one time I got stopped and the teacher was like to me I said it like it was a fit like I got stopped and <laughs> got stopped and searched in the hallway <laughs> found some cookies on me and the teacher was like you know the teacher was like what you're doing is illegal and I was like what do you mean it's like well, if you sell something, something no she said yeah. if you sell something you need to be paying tax do you know what I responded what is tax <laughs> <laughs> I'm 15. I'm 14. I'm 15. For real. I I told you I got kicked out of science and all these lessons. (laughs) You're talking to me about tax? Do you know that kind of highlights something really wrong with um, schools is that we didn't know anything about tax or the real real world, basically. You don't know anything about that stuff. He wasn't given financial education. And which you should have. We should have been given at least the base financial education. Most of us found out when we got our first job and our paycheck. I don't know. Like and, it did, and it didn't come And then back. we go to mum and dad. Like, like, mum, what's, what's this about? What's going on? <laughs> Why is so much money? And you're telling your mum so she can go down there and hot someone up. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. she's like, no, this is tax. This you're is like, what do you mean? Everyone pays tax. No, 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 no. Who's taking my money? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the first time that happened to me, I, I looked and I saw the, the gross pay basically. And I was so happy. I was yeah. like, it wasn't even that much. I think it must have been like 300, 400 pounds. I was like, yeah. I have money now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I am the richest guy in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got to I got to net pay 
And I looked at it and I was like, um, wow, what's going on here? You chopped um, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I went to my manager. <laughs> I went to my manager. I was like, um, hi, uh, what was his name? Uh, I think his name was Alum. And I was like, Alum, like, so what's this? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's tax. Like, you um, you know, the government takes um, however much, obviously, <laughs> depending on the pay bracket. He's like, what for? <laughs> and then he was like, you know, for hospitals, schools, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, but they're not even good. <laughs> 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 they're, they're not even good. Yeah. Like, you're saying my hard-earned money is going towards that. Yeah. I was, I was, but to be fair, we get, well, I, the NHS, yeah. which I guess is kind of a grey area right now. Yeah, yeah. but still, prefer still to have it. that. Yeah, we still get it. We still yeah, get it definitely. at the moment, and we still get um, a level of free healthcare, which is good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. <coughs> mm. Anyway, yeah. So uh, <laughs> back to the music. To yeah, I, we keep but we keep on touching on the music, and then he says something funny, and then, and then we, we go off on tangent. Yeah, that's what it's about. This conversation's about. But like, back to Young Coda Kid. Oh wow, Coda Kid. Yeah, I remember that. Coda, Coda, Coda Kid. <laughs> um, who were your favorite artists growing up? Like, what influenced you to do this? I know you said you you started doing this at a young age, but surely you must have had some sort of influences. Well, the first people I remember seeing do it was So Solid Crew. It was definitely So Solid. I really Crew. thought Jamal was gonna start. I was actually. Just I was. Oh, I was gonna start doing the beat because I can't even remember the words anymore. It was ha ha ha. Were you laughing? Yeah. When I saw that. Yeah. When I saw that, like even before that, because you know, um, I had like older cousins who were like garage MC. My mm. cousin Demo, who was like sick. He was like. He was messing with metaphors and punchlines and stuff before I even knew what they was. Like yeah. I was just rhyming like I want to, I want to be a star. I want to get like far. Like mm. want to get a car. Like I was rhyming like that. He was saying stuff like, um, he had a lyric and it was like, "You better mind your talk. You don't want bullet holes fly through your thoughts." Like, and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm like ten, eleven. Yeah, he's like sixteen saying this stuff, and I'm used to like people rhyming simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it was. Listening to him kind of inspired me. Well, not even kind of inspired me a lot because we we sparred together, mm-hmm. and I knew I wasn't the best because he was way better than me. So I knew I had a lot of work to do. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I knew I had a lot of work to do. But watching so solid got me into like heartless crew, genius crew, mm. like pairs you go crew. Then you know, roll deep came out of that, and I was just dizzy rascal. I was just a fan of it all. Yeah. So what I used to do, I used to just like listen to their songs or listen to them on radio and write over them. So while they were spitting, I'd be like okay. writing over them and stuff. And that's where a lot of my inspiration came from because I grew up in a household where like my mum would play like a bit of soul and reggae and stuff. But to be honest, when I was at that young age, that stuff didn't connect with me. Yeah, You know, I was more, to be honest, I was more of a pop kid in terms of on TV, it was like S Club 7 and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was listening to that stuff until So Solid came mm-hmm. came along. Because, you know, you're a kid, in it? You're just, you just listen to what's on the Yeah, you just, whatever you, you come home and the first thing you do is turn on, I don't know, was it Hits or something back then? Like MTV one of the, Hits and then <coughs> one of them MTV ch- Bass and then... I had Freeview. I yeah, didn't have so Sky. Be, oh, shit, that would be... The Box or something? Yeah, the, oh, I remember The Box. Yeah. That, that used so to be good. What's still a thing? Well, that's something, is that something else? It was like a music channel. I think it's still, still there, thing, but yeah. I still th- I think it's still there, but it does all of that um, reality TV now as well. Oh, so okay. they'll have yeah. maybe. You know what really got on my nerves like growing up is seeing MTV base like um, just Change. fizzle out. Yeah, yeah. It just change. Yeah, yeah. Like all of y- 
like not even just MTV Base, but probably all of my favorite music channels. Like when music, yeah. when music videos were still relevant. Well, it, it's gone to YouTube now. Yeah. It's hard for mm, a yeah. television station yeah. in this day and it's age true. to mm. even monetize or even get the type the type of money for adverts they would have got. Because yeah, it's true. It's very everything's true. becoming like internet based in yeah, advertising yeah. and everything and do marketing do you still like look out for music videos now or would you say you because i've not every time a song comes out i assume that there's no music video at all yeah like, um yeah how I, do you listen to your music i'm a spotify geek you know yeah like i just literally go on spotify hunts like it used to be a soundcloud hunt but now mm, it's yeah. like spotify because it's got like a like a very sophisticated system where it recommends where you, it recommends you yeah. stuff. So you're listening to something, you might want to listen to something within the same yeah, of course. vibe. And then it's got like a recommendation. And um, I love like music from the seventies and mm. the sixties, seventies, eighties. Like they're my favorite eras. So I might find, I don't know, like the temptations or the Marvelettes or someone mm. Donny Hathaway, then it will re- recommend a singer I've never heard. And I'll click on it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It might be, I don't there's know, nothing, someone else. There's nothing like discovering new, new music. music. Exactly. And, and it feels like yours as well. Yeah, exactly. Because you check so the plays. Much. I always check the plays. And I'm like, right, it's got like, some of the music that's amazing has got like 8,000 plays. And I'm like, mm. like, I've got more than that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? This People should know about this music. Like, this mm. is amazing. But then at the same time, it feels like yours, you know? So my Spotify... Like, my list is looking crazy at the moment. Like, it's looking crazy. You know what I always think about when you find those songs that, you you know, not many people have heard of is that if they did get all of those views and they did get, like, a level of um, success. success that kind of propelled them to, let's say, a that wider audience commercial success yeah would yeah so commercial success mm, would, would that mean that their music would change change as well and then mm. they're not that same they're not this it's not the same music anymore because mm. yeah true. Not, gonna, not gonna lie that's what kind of happened with um that's kind of what happened with weekend he still makes okay music but um i feel like when he was um just coming out with the mixtapes yeah it was very um he was a very i wouldn't say new because i think the dream did it kind of first but he was very um had a very unique kind of yeah, style to his yeah, own music definitely, definitely. and he wasn't and i think that's kind of why 90s r&b kind of fizzled out because they were all kind of talking about the same thing like very very sweet um sometimes subtle but i think people kind of latched onto the weekend just talking about i think we spoke Being about this with benson guy. yeah just that kind of bad guy he's just saying i'm like what song? I'm gonna know. break your heart, yeah, and then fix it, then break it again, <laughs> and then sniff cocaine, yeah, exactly, off your broken heart, yeah, literally. No, that's what it's like. That's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's the weekend. Yeah, like, that's the weekend. But yeah, yeah, that era is different. Like you got to think about the time as well. Like as a as a people, everything was a bit more based on love. Mm. Like it was about you know, yeah, the household being about love and you know, and meeting a girl and chirpsing her and wrote the, the, everything was romantic. Do you know what I'm saying? Then it came to a stage where <laughs> it was just like, okay, like I'm just taking girls to the block or whatever. I want to hear some weekend. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to, bang. I'm not trying to, get my, I'm not trying to be in my feelings. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not like people just came to a place where like the music started matching the, 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 the kind of atmosphere of yeah. the world, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. Like the world went to like a place where, love was just fizzling out and i think the, that made way for someone like the weekend and like so whoever else 
to really tap into people's emotions and say, yeah, but some people don't feel lovey-dovey. Some people feel different. Some people are like out here just just on some love crime stuff. <laughs> just, do you know what I mean? Just on some love crime stuff. And people felt like that. Mm. You know, so a lot of people gravitated towards him because it was like fearless at the time because you got to think about the time when he was doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The time when he was doing it, it's like, People weren't singing about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's You're what right. I was saying. He's, it was very. Um, he took that opportunity and kind yeah. of. Yeah. Even even when Drake made Marvin's room, I remember like the, the shake up that made because mm. it was the first time that you actually cared about a song that was talking about like, you know, f that guy you think you found. Yeah. I know you still want me when he's not around. Like, yeah. It was the first time someone actually had made a song that was like... It's mm. basically saying what a lot, lot of people are thinking. Yeah, yeah. What, a lot what a lot of people... Lot it was the no first one. time I'd properly heard someone in, in, that, in that light mm. that we all listen to just sing about something like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No, you know. I understand. But a, a lot of the old R&B, like the 90s R&B people, like, for example, Joe came out with an album a few months ago which wasn't, in my opinion anyway, wasn't that great. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people from his core fan base, from the people that were mm. listening to, I guess I was listening to Joe when I was younger, but like, I guess like people who were around, let's say 16, 17, who listened to him from when his first album came out all the way until now, they're his core fan base and they're going to stick with him throughout no, yeah, ma- no matter what definitely. he comes out with. But I think that that's the dangerous thing about sticking to your core fan base is that you're not going to get anyone or yeah. you won't get anyone new. Yeah, but maybe someone thing. like Joe is happy to stick to his core fan base. At, in maybe, at yeah. This point. The, the thing, you got to be, I think in this music industry, or let me say this music business, you got to be kind of open to evolving. Yeah. If you really want to, mm-hmm. you know, take this to the next level, you have to be open to evolving because everyone from Michael Jackson to Prince to like, jay-z and everyone you could mention was like ready to evolve and like these people were the kings of um, reinvention Mm. you know like madonna perfect example like like a queen of reinvention yeah she she reinvented she she could come out right now and reinvent herself and you know battle for that number one spot like Mm. and that's what keeps keeps them relevant you know i mean being able to adapt to the times but not only adapt champion it like Mm be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do this but i'm gonna be the best at it do you know what i mean i'm gonna be the one that that does it properly you know and and that's what i think the real greats have been able to do they've been like jay-z has been able to do that he's like my favorite rapper See, thank he's been you able so to do that. much i mean i wasn't gonna bring it up but yeah the last episode we spoke about 444 yeah personally i love it jamal so, was like yeah it's good no i do lo- i mean I think it's a really good album. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think it has that I it doesn't have replay value that I would For actually yeah. that I would actually think because I'll listen to my phone's always on shuffle. Mm. So I it came it came up today on um I think it was Kill Jay-Z that came up and I just yeah, yeah I like I really like the song mm. but I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to listen to it. That's fair. Because mm. there's I've well I've got a lot of music on my phone. So <laughs> I mean, for got me, a lot to get through. Yeah, I, I had to listen to it straight for two weeks. I couldn't not yeah. listen to it. Same. But that kind of brings me onto another question I want to ask you, which was how you personally listen to music, and by that I mean how a musician hears it. So, for example, I have a background in art because yeah. I'm a student of art. When I go out and I see things, I'm instantly analyzing it. I can never truly just appreciate it for what it is. For yeah. example, if I'm watching a movie, I'm like, oh, I know how they've done that. Oh, that's sick. I'm not just yeah. there. Yeah. Is that the same thing for you? 
or can you just sit back and just appreciate it? I can. It depends what I'm listening to. Yeah, depend, I think if that I, would depend on if, the song. If like, I'm yeah. listening to something that I feel I can do, then it becomes a bit competitive. Yeah. So, like, if I'm listening to grime music, like, I'm just like, I'm harder than him. Like, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I can go harder than her. Like, whoever it is, guy or, or girl, it's like, it's because it's, it's, it's the scene I know. But then when I'm listening to some Donny Hathaway, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, song about you, I'm not thinking I can go harder than Donny Hathaway. I'm thinking, like, yo, how did they create this? Like, this is sounding crazy. You know, I, I really, I more put myself in that session. So I sit myself in the session, like, behind the engineer desk. And mm. that's where I listen from. Like, so by that, like, I'm paying attention to, like, all the details to kind of know like what makes this what makes this a sick song but then i get songs that i can just like I, while i'm while i'm working i do a bit of art as well so while i'm working there's songs i'll just put in the background that i'm not necessarily listening to for detail it's just getting yeah. that inspiration at that moment with because i'm not i'm not a musician but i'd say that when i'm listening to music obviously it does depend on the song but I feel I feel like I listen to it in a lot a lot of detail, so which is why I feel like I like a lot of different types of music. So yeah. like so it'll be the R and B, the hip hop, some some um some classical music as well. So <clears throat> I think that when I'm when you do listen to that music and it is a song that has something that's incredible. So for example, if you listen to um I don't I can't even remember so let's say Donny Hathaway's song for you, like yeah. the the whole the piano going through it um and things things like that i was i w and also f the story behind the song as well because yeah. he killed himself after that song right yeah something like yeah, that he, he jumped out his hotel room hotel crazy. window yeah but you could f and also but also the vocals in that song because you could feel that you can hear that yeah. pain in his voice and that's that. what that's what makes um i feel like that's what makes a song great is that yeah. you can listen to all the different intricacies or all the little intricacies mm. of the song and actually hear them and appreciate them. Yeah. So definitely. from the individual instruments, and that's why I like going to live music as well yeah, because, yeah. like for example, when we go Troy, when well, I've never actually been with you. It's weird. You go next Tuesday. Go next Tuesday. Have I? Next Tuesday. Yeah, next Tuesday I'm going. I think I'm working. I will probably <laughs> go. Yeah, we roll up. <laughs> <laughs> we roll up. Of how many times have we been then? maybe two or three okay fair anyway so um yeah when you go there and you hear like um obviously three main the three main instruments are going to be um at troy bar the piano the keys player person on drums and person on bass and yeah. when you hear them or someone might be on electric guitar sometimes but when you hear them doing their solos or even when they're supporting someone singing and you, you just hear that and you think wow this is flipping sick this is yeah. fucking amazing how they can just firstly just pick up a song and how it just makes the all of them together it's like a basically a symphony and how it makes it sound or a modern day symphony if you can put it's it their that way. expression yeah exactly you know it's their expression mm. untapped yeah exactly you know and mean? just uh, obviously because it's live it's that raw that raw music mm, as well it's touching you yeah, yeah. Mm. <coughs> like donny like for example with um donny hathaway and other musicians i feel like if you're not a person who's let's say like musical but a song forces you to listen to detail. I think that's like a, like a. It's a testament of a good song. Yeah, it's it? kind of like a testament of a good song to say like raw. Like I'm, I don't normally look beyond the surface musically, but this song's forcing me to. Mm, yeah, I think that's a testament mm. to a good song. You know, when, when some you songs that take there's some songs that take a few listens 
to be able to actually get that to actually yeah. make yourself think, wow, yeah. this is a really good song. And then some songs you just hear straight away. Like, I, remember, I remember hearing like Eminem stand for the first time. Yeah. And <laughs> I knew Tense. I liked it, but I didn't know why I liked it. Like in yeah. terms of like, I was young in it. Like I knew, I kind of knew, but I didn't understand until I became a musician mm. or like until I got older, I yeah. didn't understand like, right, this is him talking about, you know, like a crazy deranged fan and like, like stripping stripping back the the layers and knowing that oh right he had rain in the video he had sound effects yeah. in the music like he had thunder in the music this yeah. is what the, these all these elements that you know and then Dido came with like some airy vocal yeah it was like these all these elements made the story more encapsulated yeah. you know what I mean have you heard Eminem's song is on his I think his newest album called Bad Guy no basically it's like a seven minute song it's like you think. Half, like three quarters of the way through the song he just changes the complete vibe and it just it's similar to Stan where mm. he's like talk, it's him talking to someone else or mm. talking about he's talking about, he's actually talking about um, basically I think it's alter ego so he's got him and he's got Marshall Marshall yeah, Powers, yeah, basically yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking to his and then like three quarters of the way through the song he just drops it and um, wait Ben pause that for a sec I want to play just want to play it Yeah, yeah. So I just played the clip for um, Ben and Coda. Yeah, that like, was intense. That <laughs> yeah, was intense. Yeah. So was guys, intense. if you listen to Bad Guy by Eminem, it's a seven minute song. It's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Um, but yeah, so what were we talking about? I can't remember. Um, oh, I wanted to touch on something you mentioned earlier, yeah, uh, yeah. which was live music. And I really wanted to ask you, what is it like performing on stage? Like, what is the feeling? Because for, for me, I'm never going to I'm not gonna, never yeah. gonna experience that. Yeah. But what what do you feel what's the rush what's the energy like it's just a f- rush of adrenaline like i can't properly describe it because it's like it's it's just a rush of adrenaline and it just feels like that's your moment like if you're on stage for 15 minutes or 10 minutes or 20 or half an hour like that's your moment and i feel like me as a performer it's all about someone being at the bar talking and me making them put their glass down, ah. forgetting that they ain't paid for their drink or forgetting that they need to pay for their drink yeah. or whatever and just leaving whatever they are, their conversation and coming to the stage, that's my job. And when I've got their attention, it's like anything I say, people are going to listen and like I'm really getting my point across because obviously my music's very honest and personal like i'm always making music that's very like self-reflective so part of it's an escape from you know the lifestyle i talk about or or whatever i was going through at the time so it seems like it's not even seems like it feels like on even a like a on even like a therapy side it's therapeutic because you're talking to people about your problems yeah and people are listening yeah do you know what I mean? There's there's that side, and also you're sharing memories with people that they're enjoying. Like you're saying certain lines and they're reacting to it, and you're like, "Raw, like we're sharing this memory." But as I said, I'm an artist who always wears his heart on his sleeve musically. So it might be different for someone who who um, you know makes songs that doesn't necessarily represent their day to day life. They might go on the stage and it's more about having a massive party, mm. which for me it is having a massive party. But the party's like. It's my party. <laughs> it's my party based yeah. on my experiences growing up in in the ends, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? We celebrate that every time I go on stage. I, I just make sure I thank everyone for coming. And I really do take myself back to the moment when, you know, I was performing in, uh, I used to perform in pubs, two man and a dog. 
I'm always saying it. Like I've literally performed in pubs, two man and a dog. Um, I've performed in pubs where like old women have come on the stage whilst I'm performing <laughs> and tried to have a conversation with me whilst I'm deep in a 16. <laughs> like, like when I'm like 12 bars in, like <laughs> talking some stuff. Yeah. And like, I've been in them situations. I've been, I'm not going to say the areas, but when I was a little toe rag and that, like, I'd had, I had a lot of like altercations with people and I'd be in an area which I shouldn't really be in performing do you know what I mean? Just yeah. because I wanted to get my voice heard. So having now the freedom to go where I want and do what I want and actually have people who come to my shows. Yeah. For me, every time I come on stage, I remember the moments when no one was listening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's always a thing for me. And I'm, it's weird. Like my, my fan base is, is cool because I don't, I don't always see everyone online, which is a, which is a funny thing because I'm not an online as much as people think I am. It's just that I come on and say some stuff and yeah. it seems like I'm always there, but I'm not really on it as much. So when I when I do shows, sometimes I get worried. I'm like, are people going to come? Mm. Because I don't, my, my mentions ain't cracking yeah. on Twitter yet. Like, yeah. So I'm like, oh, what's going on? Then I do a show like 200 capacity or whatever and we can't let anyone else in. Yeah. And I'm like, raw, this is, people have found it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, people yeah, have yeah. found it and, that's that's the beautiful thing. So when I'm on stage, it's just, yeah, it's amazing. It's Imagine amazing, man. Someone's like, or a group of people's undivided attention. That's what and it they're, is. They're bro. hanging off every word. That's what and they're is. listening to it and they're understanding it. Just imagine. I can only imagine how that feels. Because you've written this, like you've you spent your time crafting this, and when you're crafting crafting this stuff, like the writing side of it is like therapeutic, but the performing side of it is like okay, people actually listening, as you said, like undivided attention to every line. Yeah. And you're you're looking around in the audience and seeing different people's reactions to certain yeah. lines. You're watching someone look like not interested to being like, oh, wait, oh, wait, let me get my phone out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, wait, let me put my phone away because <laughs> I need to, I need, I need to, to focus. Yeah, 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 like, you know what? You I'll know, get to see all of that. Now that yeah. I just don't, like, if I'm out and I'm, if it's something that's really, really good, I don't really like getting my phone out anymore. Yeah, nah, man. It got to be getting in the played moment. out. Yeah, it's getting played out. It's like, yeah, it's getting played out. Because not not many. Pe- I remember seeing this. Um, it's kind of like that. I think there was a meme about people and fireworks. Who people who record fireworks, and it's it had in the caption, "Oh yeah, let me get you. Um, let me show you this video of fireworks. Um, from three years ago. Said no one ever." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's true it's though. true because it's true you something you, you watch you enjoy you enjoy the moment i think performances are a little bit different but at the same time if you're in the moment and you en- you're enjoying it you've got you've got that memory and really and truly you don't really there's very few there's very few occasions where i'd actually say oh that there was this time i was in like um at this concert let me show you guys this video yeah, it's, yeah. Mine. it's mine exactly it's, true. it's yours exactly it? it's and as point. well you gotta like think of it on like a social media level of we're processing information so quickly that it's affecting our memories, right? Yeah. Mm. So, so the more that we use our phone to capture memories, the less we're going to remember. The less we're going to remember. And then you got to think to yourself, how much times are you actually at home scrolling through your memories on your phone, mm. like going, "Oh, let me rewatch that gig." Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. just sitting on your phone, taking up data until one day you need to film another gig, and you're like, you know, let me delete that one. one. Yeah. yeah. You're not actually storing it in in your mental. That's you, a very, you know what I mean? very good point. You're not mm. storing it, so I think sometimes it's like just put the phone away and just work on building your memory because a lot of us have terrible memories, and it's because 
every we're digesting information so quick you see something on instagram mm. and you like it but you don't like it in real life big booty bitches yeah like you're liking <laughs> that but if i if i asked you what you liked on instagram yesterday you couldn't necessarily tell me mm. no yeah you could go you couldn't point. but if i showed you a photograph yesterday mm. you may remember that because you've yeah. held it and you felt it and you've paid attention to details because yeah. you're looking at it and you're looking in the background and stuff but when you look at something on social media it's like mcdonald's information it's just fast yeah. digest it quickly you know what that's actually a really good point it's quite scary because all three of us have really fond memories of certain things yeah maybe the generation now don't have as many memories and yeah. of course that probably won't matter to them because it won't be any different to them yeah. but like it's a sad thing we're, to think of. But we're a very unique generation in that we grew up when there was no social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To growing up where lucky. there's every there's yeah. literally everything yeah. now. We grew up from where I wouldn't even fathom having a phone on me um, yeah. out on the street. In the cinema. Yeah, yeah, in the cinema. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> to me having to tell someone to put their fucking phone away in the cinema. <laughs> That's yeah. really bothered you, hasn't it? It has yeah. actually, it really bothered that me, That stuff, mate. it's like, come on, you've got your phone out in the cinema, you, you're trying to print some deep, like DVDs <laughs> or something? Like, you starting a business, you know, my Do you know how much that, that pisses me off? Yeah. Like, like, just be a little bit more... I've got a few friends that are kind of guilty of it as well, that they, um, that they don't really think about it, that a light in the cinema in a dark room when someone's trying to concentrate on something is really, really distracting. Yeah, definitely. And you're trying to enjoy this experience. You pay money to enjoy the experience. Yeah. You, that person's paid money to jo- exactly. enjoy the experience. They just don't value the experience as much as you exactly. do. Exactly. Because they aren't really engaged in it. They're not yeah. really thinking that, oh, you know, this is actually something I want to pay attention to. I mean, yeah, it but goes... They're, they're desensitized to the experience. They're yeah. there because of the hype that they've seen on social media. Yeah. Exactly. The films. Yeah. yeah, so bare people <laughs> have said, a lot of people have said, oh yeah, I'm going to, this film looks this film looks sick I'm going to go watch this film yeah. instead of actually going to watch it because yeah. there's a lot of films that I think looks really good but I have not actually been to, yeah. see, to see them people yeah. just go so they can tweet after like yo or I watch tweet during before yeah tweet yeah. Uh, watching Get Out be part of the conversation and on Twitter people are like I what's that movie saying oh you know it was alright you know but you didn't watch it though yeah you didn't exactly you can't, <laughs> you can't provide a like one thing that we, Ben and I seem to we go cinema quite a lot which is again when was the last time we went Anyway, after the film, we'd have an actual kind of discussion. Yeah. We'd have a discussion good, about the yeah. film and what we actually thought of it, what bits we thought didn't really make sense, yeah. um, what the d- what the direction of the film, where it was going yeah. and things like that, and, you know, acting moments. Interstellar was a really good um, example <laughs> of that. Ben, Interstellar like, we, was... We were signed up for the whole thing. We yeah. didn't say shit. Yeah. And then afterwards, we were like, fuck, man, that was, that was, that was amazing. That yeah. was absolutely... The acting, that. the visual effects, everything crazy. about it. You haven't seen it? Well, I'll take it and I haven't watched it. I watch things on recommendation. Holy it's mother of pearl. I've never, <laughs> been, I've never been in a... Si- I've never been in a cinema... <laughs> I'm going to tell a story now. Hair pin drop. I've never, I've never been in a cinema where, like... I look around, everyone has the same emotion as you. Like, I was watching this movie with Jamal, and it, it's mad emotional. I'm gonna, I, I'm not gonna lie, like, a yeah. tear came to my eye, and I was like, shit, I can't let Jamal see me like this. <laughs> I, can't I can't let him let see me like this, because this is mad. So, on the floor, like. So I look over at Jamal, and he's got his hands like this. <laughs> he's as emotional as I am, and that's when I knew this is crazy. I look over, and everyone, everyone has their hands in their heads yeah, and shit. Was it, that, was it the bit on, on the tv screen thing yeah he hasn't yeah. seen it though yeah i yeah, know that's why i don't want to ruin okay, it yeah. yeah it was that there was yeah. that bit that emotional I, yeah i, I was it. Oh, i'll watch it i'll watch it and also one other bit um planet of the apes when um the first the first one of the, the new remake ones. yeah the remakes where have you seen planet of the apes Not vaguely um 
The new ones. I think, I was, ones a, I, think I was with a ting watching it. You know how <laughs> so you no, weren't really watching it then. You weren't really watching it. You didn't go you know, for the experience. Yeah, <laughs> was monkeying around. <laughs> Koda, how did the film end? I don't even know, you know. I don't know, I man. Don't even know. I saw a couple monkeys. Well, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, one of them One of them spoke. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on, I was thinking, I just woke up. The monkey was speaking. I was like, cool. <laughs> like, it's mad. No, <laughs> but that bit where um where he talks for the first time in the film, when he says, he's like, oh, get your hands off me, you damn yeah. dirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then he just goes, "No." Yeah, I remember. And that. I just remember the whole se- like because there was no sound in the, after that bit for about two seconds, and all you could just hear me say was, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> I was, I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna get fucked," you yeah, know, because yeah, you yeah. can tell the pacing of the film. You can tell that that's the pivotal moment where this is where they're gonna have their uprising. Yeah. This is where shit's gonna get good. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. I, I don't know. Like this is just a sidebar, but I always ask people these questions. I'm like, you and your if, questions. Yeah, yeah. I love my <laughs> questions. I just like you know provoking thought. Like, if a dog could like speak, yeah, or a monkey or something, would it say it was a slave in 50 years? I um, I uh, I read a quote somewhere, not necessarily with dogs or monkeys, but more about uh, animals that we eat. Yeah, and the quote was something along the lines of, I'm going to paraphrase because I can't remember it perfectly yeah. but it was it was something along the lines of these animals consider humans Nazis yeah because we're yeah. eating them but it's they can't communicate exactly. but then you got to look at it like this I'm not no way like don't ever think I'm like putting this to like an animal to like the black struggle at all like <laughs> let me just that's my disclaimer that's my disclaimer but there was a time when you know like people from different races didn't understand each other. So when you're trying to translate, you understand pain in it. That's yeah. universal. Yeah. Mm. But when you when you don't understand what something's saying, like when a dog barks or whatever in its language, yeah. like you don't understand that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When when that monkey in the film said, "No," like everyone stopped because it was like, "Raw, this monkey's got emotions." Yeah. And it's now said no. So now you're identifying with yeah. the monkey because yeah, it's speaking yeah, yeah. in a language. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. So when fi- when people can't, you know, mm. it's like there's this, I don't know if you've seen it, like, but, oh, you've experienced this, but I've had conversation and a lot of people feel they've got a kind of preconceived idea that people who don't speak English are dumb. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Just because someone doesn't speak in a language you understand, you yeah. think they're like ditzy or something because they don't know it really my man's got five businesses for, for my like, man five degrees like five degrees yeah. but it's just to even come over to this country to persevere definitely like, you you have to respect their intelligence assume, and their will and their power you know? people assume because someone says excuse me do you know where the this is uh like they're, they're silly like mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm. ask you where something is how you would ask them in their country yeah do you know what i'm saying you know what Back to the animal thing, I think that if cats could talk in 50 years, <laughs> they'd basically rule the world by now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's some slime. I think if cats could talk, they wouldn't let any human know that they can talk in, speak English. They would just yeah. take in everything you say about them, go and have their little cat meetings when they go through the cat flat. <laughs> and you just hear yeah. wait, what you yeah. used to hear. They'd just be like, yeah, yeah, and then re- really, what they're they're just saying, okay, the humans think we're just chatting yeah, shit now. Let's let's shit. have let's have the real, the real plan. All right, so Ditsy, you got this house. <laughs> you got this house you here. Take that you, area. You you you, you slip this guy's yeah, throat to sleep. Yeah, trust. <laughs> Make it look like the wife done it. Yeah, yeah trust. <laughs> Make it look like <laughs> the wife. Bro, yeah. have we just 
solve certain crimes. It might be the cat. It's it might be that we can't figure it might out. Might be little Jasper. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 <laughs> might be little whiskers. Yeah, you know? whiskers. The, wife, the wife's in cuffs and shit, and she's like, "I didn't do it. I didn't do it." And the, the cat's cat just, just saying, mm. cat's just sitting there. <laughs> 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 you see a cat just walking by and look. Yeah, yeah. And they carry yeah. on. Mm. But you know what's the scariest thing? If you're walking home at night and there is a cat just sitting in the middle of the road or yeah. like in your path. And it doesn't move the closer you get. Yeah. What do you do? I what thought you were going to say, and it looks at you and stands up on its hind legs. That's ooh, even worse. Because they can jump high. They'll just jump into your face, give you a, <laughs> a real quick makeover. Like, real quick Real makeover. quick. Babes, I can't make it tomorrow, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> madness happened. <laughs> no, yeah, cats are evil, man. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, a little sidebar about animals. Yeah, yeah. no, we are, we're gonna get into some more of those questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. don't 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 worry. Um, uh, what else did I? I wanted to ask you, what are the pros and cons of being a musician, being someone, being a public figure, really. The pros are like the satisfaction you get from being able to perform. Yeah. And you know, spread your gift, and people actually interact yeah, with that. Yeah, make people happy. Yeah, when like they hear your music and they can relate. And transforming people's lives. Yeah. Like I've had people message me saying, "Yo, your music got me through uni." Mad. Like your uni, your music made me quit my job. Like mm. your music inspired me to make music, and you know, so I'm around them type of conversations all the time. So that that kind of stuff just fuels me to keep doing what I do. Um, the cons, I'd say, is just. I think just the climate of the music industry at the moment, like, mm. I don't feel like there's balance in terms of, well, especially in the UK. In America, I think there's a bit more balance because, you know, the top three arguably are Drake, Kendrick and J. Cole in no particular order. Yeah. But when you look at all their lyrics, they're all conscious to a sense. Yeah. You know, to a sense. Drake's a bit more conscious about like relationships and stuff, not necessarily mm. about current affairs, but they've all got a level of intelligence that translates, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as long as them three are at the top, I don't really care what everyone else is doing, really. Like, because them, them three are at the top and they govern it, really. They're yeah. the ones who are really making money. They're the ones who are really making record sales who are really getting like a million pound of booking who are really inspiring who others are really as well. inspiring others who are really touching people in their homes you know what i mean that sounded weird but like through the window oh like, God. yeah but you get what i mean like they're really you know yeah, 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 tapping yeah, yeah. into that place so, so what would you say i'm saying the uk here? i think it's i don't feel like it's necessarily been deemed as cool to be like conscious conscious yeah i think it's hmm. you i think everyone's like high nowadays and when you're high you don't want to always hear some stuff that's gonna you know potentially kill your vibe or take you on a on a deeper trip sometimes you just want to turn up in it mm. and i think i think there is people who do listen to like you know some some more conscious uk stuff but it's not supported as heavily by you know, the mainstream, the yeah. underground mainstream UK, whatever it is, the mm. scene in the UK, it's not as supported, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like with everything, you need balance, you know? So my job is definitely to to bring balance because I walk both sides. I get invited to every party. Mm. Everyone comes to my stuff. Like I'm pretty much in there and I'm on the other side. You know what I mean? I'm also at the poetry nights, mm. real underground stuff, spitting some, doing some rap 
off the top of my head, mm. like on some freestyle stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I walk both lines. So my job has been like trying to like create that balance, be the advocate for that balance of like, okay, like the same way, you know, like um, Spotify might champion like, I'd say like a Jay Haas. Mm they might champion myself or Koji Radical in that way. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Regardless of how much plays someone's getting, it's the fact that you know they're sick and yeah. and what they represent. They represent, you know, a certain level of consciousness that's going to provoke thought. You know what I mean? So I think that's where America kind of gets it more right in the sense of, like, you will see them put on platforms like, you know, BT Cypher and that and, and different mm, things and give give lyricists a chance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's up to you. I always say, like, it's all fun and games until someone says, let's do a cypher. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's all fun and games to this cypher time. Yeah. But they actually allow the person to do a cypher. Like, it's up to you. Once that mic's on, it's yours, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it, you've got people's undivided attention. You're either going to turn that, turn that opportunity into, like, a lifelong thing where people actually leave typing in your name or you're going to, you know, you're just gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna encapsulate them. Yeah. But at least have the opportunity to do that. So um, yeah, that's the only thing I think about the UK. It's a new concept to us. All this success. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So True. I'm not sure. It if wasn't happening. Nah, it wasn't happening. So I'm not sure Craig if Craig David tried it. Ultimately <laughs> failed. <laughs> yeah. No, but I like back in the days. Yeah, like back in the days, um, you know, it was a new concept, all this success and stuff. No, 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 sorry. It wasn't happening like it was happening now. Like mm. now where it's just the whole economy of the scenes kind of growing, you know. You have a number of people making money now mm. who might not even know each other. Do you know what I'm saying? So I just want balance. Like I just want there to be some platforms for, you know, people making different styles of music because... Even if, like, me as a musician or my friends or whoever, people are coming up to me like, I don't know where to blog my stuff. Like, I, my stuff doesn't fit the, you know, the the structure of the, the blogs that are the most popular at the moment. Mm. There's not really a, a place where you can, you know, hear different styles of music all the time. You might get, like, the odd piece on, like, a fader or Pigeons and Planes or Complex, but it's not like a a daily thing. It's not updated daily of like UK music. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because when I go From on all those walks of life, when I go on those websites to find music, I might find maybe one one album every m two to three months. But that's actually something that I'd actually that's something different, but also something that I enjoy as well. Exactly. When there's music being made every day. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Whereas in America, I remember like. Growing up, you could go on that piff mm. and, like, just be on there all day. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it, it, it kind of happened with SoundCloud a bit. But still, like, yeah. it it was... It, it happened with SoundCloud, but I don't feel like everyone was, like, tuned into I it. Was yeah. in a, I wasn't a massive SoundCloud exactly. user like, at all. I, I am now, but not previously. Yeah. Mm. You click on, like, there was a point where probably everyone went on Grime Daily nearly every day. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Or, or Link Up or SBTV or whatever, but there wasn't a platform that, there isn't a platform that everyone goes on that just has, how can I put it, 
a more diverse range of music mm. you know that 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 people can listen to as well so i ain't got no problem with what's happening at the moment my only thing is i just w- want it to move into a space where we get more balance because that makes ev- that way everyone's happy yeah that way everyone's happy you don't have these conversations about like oh this is this this is always on the radio or whatever it's like yo this is this there's a balance you know mm. what i'm saying yeah so yeah that's my only thing and as i said i walk both lines in it so i'm in both places so i know i hear the cry from 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 that side you know what i mean mm. okay um tell us about your time in new zealand <laughs> new zealand um first went to new zealand when i was like 17 yeah or 17 mom sent me there getting in trouble in the area and stuff <laughs> <laughs> she just was like go and live with your uncle and yeah um originally went over there on some bad man thing because <laughs> <laughs> i just i was fresh from the ends like going to a country where you know that's not that's not the principality of of mm. that country that's not the spirit that governs that country it's not a bad man thing mm. do you know what i mean so automatically i'm just don't know what to do with my time over there i'm just like okay normally i'll be with my friends like scheming making some money but over here i'm like like my uncle's trying to show me like vinyls and that yeah <laughs> and like my cousin's like producing on an mpc i didn't even know what that was do you know what i mean so i had yeah. to adjust mm. remember going over there like started like a gang and stuff started running like the, the city center it was like our area and stuff and we ran out all the other guys and then my mum my uncle kind of got word of what i was doing and then my uncle sat me down and was like like yo like what you're doing is not cool like you've got this amazing talent you've got this smile that you never use um i think like if you really focus on your talent and you know you give that smile to the world like a lot of things will change for you a lot of doors that are closed will open for you mm. so i tried it out you know what i mean i was just like cool stop the gang stuff and just started smiling a bit more and really taking my music seriously so instead of hanging out on queen street which is like their equivalent to like lucian center yeah. I would just come home and just make music with my cousin who would like literally get a vinyl, sample it, put it through the MPC and make a beat. Like I witnessed that for the first time ever. I didn't even know people done that at the age mm. of seventeen. I just knew Fruity Loops and Cubase and Logic. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know that like you got a vinyl like found a bit, sampled it. I didn't know that. So I just really enjoyed that experience and then it then turned into a positive experience because when I did start to smile I must have smiled at the right person because I got uh, my uncle introduced me to someone and then I got a gig, mm. my first ever gig in New Zealand when I was seventeen at a university, nice. and I was too young to even get in. Like yeah. I was they they, were, they didn't even really want to let me in. I had to think I had to perform and get straight out, and it was the first um, for a lot of people in New Zealand. It was the first time they'd even heard what grime is, like the majority. So then I started just building away from there. And my fan base over there just started building like organically. And I've been able to go there like four times now. One time I went there, I was um, doing the same festival as Erica Badu. I closed the whole festival. That's crazy. Which was like thousands of people. Another time it was Northern Bass Festival, which estimated around 10,000 people, mm. which was sick as well. Um, done my own headline shows where, you know, we've had to turn people away at the door. Like, packed out like nobody else can't get in people are like outside watching from the balcony like i introduced the concept of the pop-up show over there 
So I went over there and I had like a lot of young people, a lot of like 17, 16 year olds who was coming up to me. They couldn't get into the clubs. So I was like, I found a venue and just had a pop-up show. And they'd never, they'd never really had that concept before of, mm. you know, just saying, yo, be here at six o'clock. Yeah. And it was crazy because as I said, like I always underestimate, it's weird because I underestimate myself based on my social engagement. Mm. online and analytics and stuff like that you know you can get caught up in that sometimes yeah, of course so i'm i'm sending out the facebook status and like a few people are interacting with it i think i've put out something like send an email to this email address to get entry yeah a few people send the email but i'm thinking right this event's not gonna bang and then it's about one o'clock the venue the, the show is gonna start at six and the venue pulled out last minute like one o'clock it's at six mm. so i'm like shit. Oh, shit. raw so then i've had to literally phone everyone i got hold of another venue so i had to go down to the old venue put a sign there to yeah. say yo there's a new venue up the road and i put out a, sta- a status you know new venue people didn't really interact with it again so i'm like okay cool i don't know who's coming to this gig mm. bro <laughs> bro <laughs> when it got to six o'clock People were showing up like out of breath. <laughs> like I went to the I went to the other venue and it was closed and I was I didn't want to miss it so I ran because it was on Lower Queen Street originally. It ran to Upper Queen Street. Like people showing up out of breath like kids. Like it the place was packed. There's footage of it on YouTube. The place was packed. Yeah. And I was just like it sunk in again. It was like everyone is just here Bands, to yeah. you know when you're like you're not you're used to you know being from the uk and there being like 50 men on the lineup i'm having to share this moment or they might be there for like my man or my man yeah, or, yeah, or my yeah. girl or whoever but this was actually like a colder thing and we packed out and there were some fly things there <laughs> like, <laughs> like who were obviously older who obviously was older yeah there was some fly things who came through to discover the kid. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> to discover the kid. And I was like, whoa, like they've got fly things coming through as well. So like I just put on a show and it was like it was amazing. You know, so I just kept doing shows over there, done radio and I created mm. like a platform called LDNZ. Yeah. Um which is London Segway. Yeah, Perfect which is segue, yeah. yeah, which is like London to New Zealand. So um, I wanted to ask you about those sessions. Yeah. Like, well you've just explained how it's ha- how it happened. Yeah. But like You've brought that fan base over here. Mm. You still got them over there listening yeah. to it, and you're introducing people to. Well, you you, you explain it. Yeah, basically, LDNZ is um, London to New Zealand, so it's basically at the moment. Obviously, I got some big plans for it, mm-hmm. but at the moment, it's a show that I create that um, consists of London artists, pretty much unheard people who it's like their first show, mm. but. Um, who are like very musical they just haven't performed yet yeah. you know what I'm saying so yeah, yeah. give them an opportunity to perform and then I fly someone over from New Zealand or someone from New Zealand might be flying over Yeah, and I'm like yeah I can get you a show do you know what I mean so then they come and do the show and we do LDNZ London to New Zealand every time it's a success like yeah. every single time it's a success and it's just been building and building we're on this is I just done my f- third one mm-hmm. um the fourth one's the 23rd of august i'm planning that one at the moment okay um so the flyer and animation and stuff's all going to be going up for that and then we got the anniversary on the 30th of september okay and for the anniversary we, I'm, I'm getting the original artist who was on the first one back over nice and we're going to do it like we're going to have the original lineup 
with all the lineups and it's going to be like a everyone's going to just do their bangers and it's just going to be like a journey of the ldnz but um that that concept's been a blessing man like Mm. i thank god for you know blessing me with that concept because i always wanted a way where you know new zealand's been so good to me and i always wanted a way to say thank you and to return the favor but i also knew that the UK is very like UK in it. Like yeah. we're very UK, especially now. We used to listen to American stuff. Like it's rare you'll just hear you'd be at a party now and hear some like American rap, unless mm. it's like it's, it's predominantly UK now. Yeah, you know. Whereas before it was predominantly American stuff, and they might slip in a little. I don't know who was popping. They might slip in like a pass out or yeah. or a Skepta tune or yeah. whatever. But now it's completely opposite. Like yeah. you know what I mean. So. I know the UK is going through this UK thing at the moment, which is which is which I love, but that's gonna make it more difficult for them to you know gravitate to the New Zealand sound because yeah. we're only just starting to appreciate our own sound. So I thought, let me just build build on the side and give artists a platform and have a have a gig where you know they always you're always gonna get more than a hundred people coming through. You're from another country, so every single one of them people is a new person to you. And I always say, before everyone gets on stage, I always say, it's 15 minutes that, you know, that you've got. It's up to you to convert people. Like, that's your time. Like, that is your moment. If you do not convert people, then you've wasted your time coming on a flight here. <laughs> unless unless you're going to learn from this experience and come back harder next time. Yeah. But just really, I, I really talk to them like, yo, taking this moment, you're in another country right now. Yeah in the country the whole world's trying to get to to make it in this music thing uk or america that's where everyone's trying to go to yeah you're here right now with over a hundred people in a room own it bruv or sis or whoever it is own it do you know what i'm saying and everyone's taken the advice everyone's left with with now people from the uk listening to their stuff and messaging them and spotify plays are going up mm. from the uk like people are showing me analytics of it going up so mm. i'm just happy that you know everyone that has come they've taken the advice and really you know yeah make sure they've delivered made sure they've delivered you know because i believe in them i'm in new zealand rocking with them all the time and i'd like to think i know good music you know what i'm yeah. saying i've been like in this music industry i've been like slightly an A and R, like you I've been in like roles, I've discovered artists. I've um got my own record label. I'm putting on events. I've got my own PR company. Um, I do graphic. Like I'm very involved in a lot of different things. So my eye for talent and my ear for talent is like mm. I'd like I like to say I'd, I can trust it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can trust it. So yeah, when I'm creating these lineups, it's just um, it's just a good experience. You know. Give someone a platform. Nice. I mean, that's what you gotta do as well. Yeah. You gotta you gotta share it around. Exactly. You gotta introduce people to new sounds. Exactly. And I and then I come on at the end, yeah, and yeah. shut it down and get. It <laughs> <laughs> you know, I say, right, boys, you show you how to do it now. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm playing. I come on, but it, it's come to the point where I don't think there's been one LDNZ where I've been able to do a full set. Really? Yeah, because it will come to a point where we're running out of time. Yeah. And I'm like, cool like this is not for me like it, it's it's for as a platform i created to give people opportunity like i headline it as well to get you know more people, people coming yeah, down yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that but it's not about me you know what i mean it's i perform at the end and 
you know, if someone's ran over, or if I've flown someone over from New Zealand and they say to me last minute, like, yo, I was only going to do three songs, but can I do four or five? Mm. I'm not going to be like, nah, no, bro, yeah. I've got to do my 20 minute set at the end. Like, I'm like, yeah, do that. Like, yeah, I've got my own that. plans. Like, yeah. when it's my headline show, believe me, it's going to be my time. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's my time. I'm planning my headline it, show. So yeah, you're giving them giving that them that platform and, yeah, yeah giving them that time where they can actually show off their show off what they've got exactly they don't have to do the two man and the dog thing i've done you know what i mean <laughs> i think that's backwards sometimes when you know we think we everyone always has to experience the same struggle as you you yeah. know yeah that's something that um in our i think in our in our society in our age range you hear all these stories about oh this person um there was this mo i can't remember but there was this motivational speaker that was um this speech was going around about how he's like he studied beyonce and beyonce went um went um how a couple days and she didn't she didn't eat and she because she forgot to eat because she was so engaged and i'm like that's bullshit shut the fuck up man because i because you get people can get hungry she must have eaten something like mm, and mm, he's mm. saying he's saying this to people saying that you know this is what they did you have to do that the yeah. same way and he was saying oh he did a little bit of research on 50 cent and he was saying that 50 cent didn't sleep and he was like sleep is for people that are broke but sleep is a very important part of ev yeah. almost sleep is very needed you yeah know. it's a part it's yeah, an like important part of the process i can understand if you go like a, maybe like a night or two like without actually sleep. properly sleeping yeah. so you get like two hours sleep and you're like shit i've got to go do this now yeah. but eventually 50 50 cents slept eventually yeah, he eventually, he went eventually he went for a 10 hour sleep yeah like, the power nap yeah he, yeah <laughs> he, all, the, all those power naps kind of led yeah. up to led up to his his massive like you know he exactly. got enough sleep and that's because if you don't if you don't sleep you don't concentrate if you're not concentrating you're gonna you're undeniably gonna make mistakes exactly so it's what you said really hits home in that a lot of people think that you really need to go through the same process right. as all of these other individuals that are successful and by no means they put in the work and that's fine but it does it's not saying that you can't put in the work and yet still have you know maintain what i'd like to think is a healthy lifestyle which is obviously you need to eat you need to sleep you, yeah, need, you need to, to do that yeah things. you need to do put the f time into those things as well there is moments where you know the passion overrides you know your 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 hunger to eat or yeah whatever. Mm, yeah but that's not long that's not like sustained for like three days or something like yeah like that's like something that might happen for a day or like where like you haven't eaten all day and you might take a snack at night yeah do you know what i'm saying but you're still eating like yeah exactly there's there's still your body's still gonna cry for some food and you're still gonna be trying to get to that next level and your body's gonna be like no nah, you better give me some nutrients yeah have you ever tried ever tried doing work when you're hungry it's yeah, bloody it's insane it's one of the worst <laughs> feelings in the world yeah it definitely is <laughs> it's one of you the can't worst feelings in the world you can't concentrate all i'm thinking like everything starts to look like your favorite food like me would be planting like everything starts to look like planting like yeah, start yeah, smelling yeah, everything, out and, everything, how hungry have you been like <laughs> everything starts to look like planting <laughs> no but i see what you're saying everyone's journey is different everyone's yeah. journey is different like i would never say listen to someone who tells you you need to you know miss like meals and sleep and stuff it's like you're either gonna work so you never miss a meal or you're gonna miss a meal yeah do you know what i mean like you're either gonna work so you never miss a meal or you're gonna miss a meal and by that i mean like your your what you do in that day defines how you eat later yeah do you know what i'm saying like how are you managing your time are you making sure that you know you got a little money in your pocket 
are you monetizing your time so you have a little money in your pocket to get something to eat later? Because yeah. it's not about, oh, I need to be grinding so hard that I forget to eat. Like, it's a trend thing. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I need to grind so hard that I can eat. That I can at seven o'clock say, you know what? I want to get a curry goat and rice, you know, and not <laughs> have to think about that a month later. Yeah. Like, and be like, I wish I didn't get that curry goat. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, the ju- like we're not great. Like, I think sometimes people get so attached to this idea of having to struggle that, that they think it's, 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 it's a cool thing. It's like, it's like, you know, sometimes you get like people who are not from our lifestyles or our backgrounds mm. who never grew up having to struggle, just so fascinated by your struggle that they're just like, you know what? I'm just going to just, like, put myself in this struggle. Do you know what I mean? Like, leave, I don't know, like, my, my, my comfortable life to put myself in this struggle where it's like you can live in your comfortable life and still rap and still do what you're doing but just have the studio in your house or whatever. Like, yeah. you don't necessarily have to come to the ends to, like, to live this life. I know it's, mm. not, it's not a trend, do you know mm. what I mean? It's not like... It's <laughs> like I've, I've, I can't remember who it was. I was watching an interview, and there was a there was an old school thing. Like I think it was like Jimi Hendrix or someone someone like that, and someone like asked to. It was like they said a joke, but it was like I, I wish I could buy your struggle. Oh, I wish I could buy your struggle because that's the reason you make the records you make. Mm. So it's I know a, there's it's a defi- actually it's a defining part. But yeah, I, I know there's actually people who feel like raw like. I can't do certain things because I've never had to struggle. But I, don't, I just think that's down to society. I think you can be who you are. Like who, like Jaden Smith has, has probably never financially had to struggle, but he's he, he looks like he's had to struggle in, in other ways, like mm. of, of how society views his sexuality sometimes and certain other things. Not going to lie, him dressing up as that, bat, that white Batman thing kind of weirded me out. Exactly, but think about it, yeah? So that, that weirded you out. A million people probably tweeted him and messaged him that day. Yeah. He's still a little kid, yeah, mm. who's got to deal with all them emotions. He's emotionally struggling, if yeah. anything. He might not be broke, but he's going through his own struggle. He, do you know what I mean? He's got. I think he's, he's trying. To, I think he's just trying. I think he's trying to get out of. Obviously, he's Will Smith's son, so mm. I feel like he's trying to get out of that, like that shadow, because everyone expects him to be kind of like Will Smith. And Will Smith at the time, but that's the thing, because Will Smith's from a different generation. Yeah. He's from a different era. Like Will Smith was. Um, Will Smith's Instagram would have banged. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, if, if there was Instagram where Will Smith was about, like yeah. he would have, he's because these outfits were the flyest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a different era. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Jaden Smith's in this era now, where to be fair, I think Jaden Smith is probably a really, I think he's a really good artist, but I um, think he's the Gandhi of our time. You shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. I personally just love Jaden Smith. I love, I don't know him personally, obviously, but I love viewing his Instagram, mm. especially reading his tweets. His tweets I've heard about, like, yeah. they're very weird. Yeah. As they're well, amazing. Like, you got to realize um, someone like Jaden Smith, um, I'd say, has. It's not obviously based on your level of success, or well, it is to some to some some circum uh, to some extent. Mm. But the level of conversations around his dinner table might be different to the level of conversations around the dinner table in the ends. And mm. by that, I don't mean that they're better than us or anything. I just mean 
access to information yeah is different do you know what i'm saying will smith and these people everything that we call conspiracies and stuff mm. they're closer to the facts than we are they're closer to the to to black history than we are do yeah. you know what i'm saying because they've got access to different information so yeah, when he's on twitter dropping gems like he's actually dropping gems like he's yeah. actually letting you know something that you might not know in this lifetime Unless you, you know, you 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 get to a certain place, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. So I always pay attention to them kind of things. And you had, I, I see people. I saw one review where one woman was like slating Jay Z's album. She was like a like a black activist. I can't remember her name. She was slating it, and was she that, was like, "Was that? Oh no, I think I'm thinking about something different. It was a long ass. It was a really really long hour." Arc. But oh no, it was oh, a, it was a video. Oh, you watched the video. Yeah. I was, okay. She was slating it, and I was saying like. Oh, Jay Z's not saying stuff that we all don't know, and da 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 da. But I was thinking, like, lady, you're on YouTube ranting for an hour, getting. I think she got like, there was a bit of views, mm. but nowhere near what Jay Z was getting. And I thought to myself, the kids are not listening to you. Mm. They're listening to him. They're listening to Jay Z. So when you've been telling us stuff for years about oppression and stuff, Jay Z does it on his platform. Yeah, it's reaching a different reach. Yeah, it's it's making people in the ends talk about like raw. Like, do you hear what Jay Z said about like fam? Just putting your money in this and like they're yeah. not listening yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah. So why not celebrate the fact that yeah, he's saying some things and he might not be saying all he can say, but he's saying something yeah. <laughs> that he wouldn't normally say that people don't normally talk about. And why aren't we to, celebrating and get into that? that? Get into that audience yet again? Yeah, like, and, and tapping into people. an audience that. Where di- that you're directly needing to tap into, yeah, mm. that you are struggling to tap into because they don't relate to you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, I just think with the whole struggle thing and the everything like that, and it's just all down to like your personal experience and championing your own struggle and and creating your own way to persevere through adversity. I think that tells a story in itself. I don't think putting yourself in certain environments just so you can overcome something is necessarily like a good thing i don't i don't think like i don't feel like usain bolt's fast i get it he's fast he's a, he's a sprinter do you know what i'm saying but i don't see him like trying to be on the football pitch just because like you know they like footballers might train different so he's like oh no i want to train as a footballer do you know what i'm saying mm. like they train seven times a week like it's like just do like that's what you do you sprint yeah, yeah. do that like that's your story fam mm. Don't try and tell everyone's story, fam. Tell your story. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, push yourself, but just stay in your in your thing, man. That's what that's what I believe. Did you hear Usain Bolt like cheated on his girlfriend or his mm. woman when he won like the Olympics? Oh yeah, I heard stories. Yeah, I heard about that. That's mad. I <laughs> <laughs> sounded like yeah that's mad but I hate you G. Like, no, I'm playing I'm playing Aye, that's crazy yeah, but that's good, good on you man <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't condone that stuff Um, it's just he's just doing his thing and he's just living his life man I, I don't, do, I I do don't judge anyone think, I do actually think that um, yeah once you hit a level of fame that your your view on relationships just morphs just morphs into something it depends on your partner as well like if you're a very ambitious person Mm. and your partner's not necessarily matching you in that ambition or being your total escape from that ambition Mm. then you you know you i feel like you're potentially gonna stray do you think that you need someone who obviously 
well, firstly supports you, but is also, do you need someone who is as ambitious as you or do you need someone that just supports you and says, you know, you go through it, whatever you go through, it's... Um, I'll be at home. Pardon? Well, like uh, some I'll be at home girl. No, 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 not that she'll be at home. Although, mm. I guess it depends on the person. Yeah. I think it. I think it's more so to do with, I think someone, if you're with someone when you're doing what you're doing, yeah. that they need to be, un- I think what will make a relationship work in that situation is that they need to be understanding that, you know, you're going to be busy. There yeah. are certain times where you're not, you, you might not see each other or blah, 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 blah. And that, but once you come back or once you come home, then you, s- it's still that, there's still that love. There's still that um, connection between yeah, you. At yeah, the same yeah. time, so certain people don't care for that. They're with you for you as a person. Mm. Yeah, exactly. They're with you for you as a person. Yeah. yeah. Um, now what i had to get that out there before i went into the whole um shallow bit now um so <laughs> obviously usain was cheating on his um cheating on his girl but um his i don't know who he was cheating on but his the girl he was with was um okay usain bolt's an athletic person mm. she didn't look like she matched him to be fair okay and what do you, you mean feel she, like what was she, she a bit fluffy Fluffy, yeah. I this is so. Jamal trying to be really nice. You know? I'm, I'm, trying, just, I'm just Fluffy means fluffy means like you're like it's it's you're big, but like you got it together. Like yeah. let me get a picture of sexy it. big. Do you know what I mean? Like she fluffy. Yeah, the thing is, what it depends I, where you, how. But you, loves a mad thing because you don't know when he connected with her. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's the thing because she could have been the one who funded his like running thing. Like you know what I mean? Never you never know. She could have been the one making the meals every day. When he was down and like didn't want to do it no more, she got him up. Like she's there. Someone's always gonna be there, and they're always gonna have that space. But when you transcend through success mm. and you're around other successful people, your conversations start changing. Like I can talk about it from even my level. Yeah. From being with 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 sometimes my problem in relationships is I don't find women who match me ambition wise. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it's all cool at the beginning. Because, you know, it's a bit of an ego thing. Yeah. Subconsciously, because you have someone in your corner that's like, yeah, babe, go, babe. And you come home and you're like, I done this today. I done that today. And they're like, oh, that was great. But then when you actually stop being self-centered for once and ask them how they're doing and what they've been up to, sometimes you realize they haven't been up to much and mm. you don't have nothing to talk about around mm. around a table or whatever. Like You're like, oh, what did you do today? Oh, I got an email from this person. I done something with that magazine. I done something. What did you do today? Oh, I went to work and came home. That's cool. But to hear that every single day for like a year, sometimes you, you want to come home. So what you're saying and as well, when yeah. you're out, you got to think about it, you're out around these other women mm. who are in the same industry as you having a conversation where it's like yo um i done this today or i done that or i'm trying to do this or by the next year i'm gonna be here like with aspirations (laughs) like it's 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 hard to kind of keep a level head and still go back to your girl who doesn't necessarily inspire you in that way when that's such a big part of your life you know so but she um firstly going back to you saying his girl's hot he should never have cheated on her like just hot. saying that he, she's hot. Secondly, like, obviously, but that's the thing, because 
and I don't think Usain Bolt cheated with um like someone who was in that space. I think he cheated on with like groupies or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So if that therefore would you say that weakness is just I think that weakness is just from being famous and being able to you know do it's your accessibility, shit. Accessibility, yeah. Like exactly. Got I mean these got these girls are coming to what was that film watch anyway. Um, these girls are just <laughs> coming to come into his room and you know they're. They're there, and these are girls that you know. Growing up, he would have seen on telly and music yeah. videos. Exactly, yeah. Like you know what I mean. So he's fulfilling. You know, he's fulfilling. He might be fulfilling an old dream. So therefore, it always maybe happens. Maybe his girl should have just said, "Look, you get one. What, you get one. You, you get, get one, one hall pass. You, you get one. Yeah, you get one free pass. So you better mm. make it count. If this gets caught on the, if this gets caught in the news, mm. I will not do anything. Yeah, but it only ha- it has to be once. Yeah, because she's got to explain it to her family and all of this. Yeah, like, exactly. You oh my God, he's see a good, he's a good, he's a good see guy. You'll see you sitting there and I don't want to tell her, I cheat on you, oh, I'm doing one box. <laughs> I not care about him, I don't to run from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll get that, like, you'll get that. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. some people just I went, look I went, at... I went, I went American accent. He went complete yard. Yeah, straight yard, fam. Like, as I said, even at my level, bro, mm-hmm. like, I've, I've faced... I've faced like difficulties with. <laughs> yeah, that's a, what he calls it. Dif- <laughs> difficulties. Being, being a young guy in school, I was the picky head you who was just mischievous. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really getting girls and stuff like that until I got to a certain age. You know what I mean? Where I started to like, you know, do my laces up properly and, yeah. you know, fix up my blazer and stuff like that. So I know what it's like being a kid who has to watch your friends get all the girls. Mm and following your friends to the link all the time yeah. and the girls are not interested in you, then, you know, you get to a certain level and then, you know, the same set of girls are like, when did you join Forest Hill Boys? <laughs> and you're thinking, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, thinking yeah. like, I've, I've been to your house with my friend, like, yeah. you now, now you recognise me because oh, I've got fly now. Yeah. So sometimes when you've come from that place, when you've never had it, you get into the music industry or any industry and then these, there's these mind-blowing women who just look, like not they don't they don't blow your mind literally like like yeah there's these mind blowing <laughs> women who are just like just beautiful yeah just like giving themselves to you and you're thinking raw when i was a kid like yeah. these are girls like i would see like my older cousins with and i'd think raw i can't like i can't get a girl with that or you you start to indulge you know what i'm saying and yeah. sometimes you sacrifice what you have back home but yeah. Sometimes when you, for example, like me at the time, I'd explain to my partner what my lifestyle was like back in the days in terms of never having that. Yeah. Mm. You know, so it was something we we spoke about getting into it. Like, yo, this is this is this is gonna uh, this is gonna pop up. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is definitely gonna be a thing that pops up. So when it did pop up, it was like. You were ready for I, it. I was ready for it, but even though sometimes I, I, you know, I succumb to it. I succ- is it worse to came or succumb to it? Yes, yeah, once or twice. Um, it's like I could have a balanced conversation with my partner based on the fact that it's like, yo, let me get this out of my system early. Like, let me get numb to this. Like, let me get numb to that. Do you so know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's funny we talk about this in relationships because. Mm. There's this one line in a freestyle, freestyle that always stuck out to me. You done recently? It was on the um, Rinse FM Gram show. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. we don't have to go into it. No, we don't, we cool, don't have to cool. talk talk about it much. But yeah, it was <laughs> ex girlfriend got butterfingers slipped out of hands, I'm but still I'm still a catch. <laughs> 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 
But I was sitting there listening to I was listening to it, I was like, my God. Then I thought, he's showing a real level of like vulnerability. Yeah. That line as well. Yeah. You know. It's I try and it's gonna be interesting when you hear like the new music because it's very vulnerable. But in stuff like that, it's it's vulnerable, but it's still like stroking your own yeah, ego yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. ex-girlfriend got butterfingers. I slipped out of hands, but I'm still a cat. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like yeah, I slipped out, but but it's I don't know. Like with with the person I'm talking about specifically, mm. it's like you know they realize later down the line that going back to the first thing, like all these women and stuff like that that appear and all these challenges you're facing, they make their decisions sometimes based on trying to put themselves in your shoes. Mm. So that's based on their own insecurity. For example, she could have seen some sexy girl follow me on Instagram mm. and thought, if I was Nico, I would slide in the DMs. Yeah. Or, or that girl's better looking than me. Or that girl's got a bigger ass than me. Or that girl... It's so got more curly hair. Yeah, her, yeah. her hair is more curly than me. So mm. based on how you feel, you're putting them them fares on me and making me, making it out like I've done something when I ain't even done it yet. Like you've you've gone into <laughs> yes, the future. Yeah, she's projecting like you've gone into you've you, gone yeah. into the future, yeah. and and you know and said this is gonna happen because you're Nico and she's sexy. Is it's, but it's, would there because as a guy mm. would you say then that there's Basically, if you want to cheat, then you're going to cheat no matter what. Because, as you said, like, back in the day, not necessarily getting the girls as much as what other guys were or other friends were. Yeah. So, therefore, you that was kind of in, an insecurity in yourself. Definitely. In that, in that you know, finally, you're getting, some, you're getting something and it's making you feel good. Yeah. As opposed to what you felt before, which was obviously no, no one wants you, innit? Yeah. So, definitely. therefore, going forward, is that... have have you overcome that firstly i, I feel like i've overcome You've, it i've um, overcome it yeah. secondly <laughs> secondly back then when you were with that partner mm. would you say there was nothing she could have done basically because mm. if you want to get now you want to cheat you're gonna cheat yeah i think it's a trust thing sometimes you just have but to she may have trusted you and you just let her down sometimes you got this faith. is what this is what makes all these women come come to these um come to your house with like a knife and stab <laughs> <the> tires, like. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, she didn't even give me a chance to, like, uh. disobey her trust or obey her trust. It was based on the fact that it's like, you're, you know, you're in this lifestyle, which is full with, with which is full of women. Mm. Mm. All guys like women. You're a fly guy who gets girls. So you're gonna, you're gonna indulge. It wasn't, oh, um, we, we met because you know like through a long process and we had to get to know each other and like we waited before we got physical and mm. you're not looking at that part the fact that i didn't just just meet you and pull your trousers down you're not looking at that part that's right not like that god damn you know i didn't just meet you and do that do you know what i'm saying like it, it's different you know uh, there was actually a process and Sometimes people don't look at them things. They don't look at them details. They don't look at the fact that, you know, you're busy 24-7. So, you know, you've, you've like, I don't know, you've missed, I don't know, a few few dates or whatever. Mm. But then you've really, like, cooked a meal and, you know, and 
taking your time to do stuff and then they come into this whole place where they're like oh so you're god so when you decide to cook a meal yeah. i must you know be like oh great great nico you've cooked a meal like which is understandable so i always tell my partners like look if at any point you want to get off the roller coaster mm. like get off the roller coaster like you're gonna get off before me because yeah i've made a decision to be with you and i've made the decision to you know get into a long-term commitment by even making a decision to be with you otherwise we could have just kept this on some casual thing yeah yeah you know so if at any point you want to get off the roller coaster then you know slip tight your hands I'm still a catch <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah all right well listen we can't have you here and not speak about vibrations hey we vibrations can't, we, can't, we can't not speak about that and yeah I, obviously i'm a fan i've listened to your music but i just noticed with this specific ep it yeah. was it had a more like worldly approach. Yeah. There were some lines about politics, mm. some lines or what versus would just be social commentary. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you if living in a day and age where it's run by social media, yeah. in the age of transparency, we're able to see things that are happening in the world, for example, things in America, mm. things yeah. in the UK, has that affected your content? Hundred percent. Like you really need to talk about it now. Hundred percent. Um, I'm a, I'm a person of the people first and foremost. Mm. Like my lyrics have been honest from, from school time. You know what I mean? Like I've always been someone who's, you know, spoke about what I'm, what was on my mind or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, when something happens, like socially, it it has a real effect on me. Yeah, you know, like when I, for example, like a little sidebar when I done the ignorant Katie song. <laughs> I was waiting to bring that. Yeah, up. <laughs> like <laughs> when I done the um, ignorant Katie song, it was like that's something she said that actually affected me. I was in New Zealand on tour. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I they're like twelve hours ahead, so it had been all raging on Twitter. I woke up to it. I woke up to the article and was yeah. like, what? It's and literally, I was in like you know, <laughs> I'm in New Zealand. Mm. You know, I, I flew out the house and went straight to... No, I made the beat in the bed and then went straight to studio That's and important. wrote the lyrics at like eight or nine in the morning. And that touched me, do you know what I'm saying? Like on an emotional level. So that was my my genuine reaction and I put it out and people gravitated towards it. And I feel like I said our piece more than just my piece. I feel yeah. like I spoke for all of us on that one because, definitely. you know, it's, it's it's them against us and I, we definitely represented that time. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, as I said, that like directly was a, a reaction to that experience. So with vibrations, it was like Brexit was happening. Mm. Um, like police brutality was like being documented in America obviously it's been happening for years but it's being documented yeah, now and, and shown it. to us you know what I mean so it's not a, it's not a rumour or a myth no more um, you know racism was starting to surface a lot more in the UK like I think people was getting attacked and people was trying to drag off like people's hijabs and stuff like that it was getting crazy so I was just like directly affected by it and I just made vibrations because at the time as well I was kind of just slightly becoming this motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just had a hotline where everyone would just rang me up for that juice, you know what I mean? And yeah. on Snapchat, it's like people was just messaging me for that juice, you know what I'm saying? So 
it just all made sense at the time. I was just like, look, I'm having these individual conversations with people about turning up their vibrations. Let me just have that conversation with the world. Let me just put it on a record and let everyone listen to it and let it, let, let that record find them without even knowing me. That record will find you, however it will. And you can turn up your vibrations from it. And obviously, uh, you guys know, even though, even though, you know, I wasn't in science and that for two years. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know like a lot of things are like, you know, a manifestation of a vibration, like physical, yeah. physical objects are like vibrations, you know, that, that create solid objects, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And sound and everything travels through vibrations. So I know how important vibrations is. It's like, you know, if, if you look at a human being as a vibration, which is what we are, it's like you mm. might look at sound like that and how something could set affect a sound wave. Mm. You know, if you sent a signal through a sound wave or whatever, it could affect the, the, the sound of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a bass going from... To that's the same way something affects your, 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 your being when you send a certain signal through it. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it messes with your vibration. So I was like... Just turn up your vibrations and you know you can see more you can you feel more and you, you learn to love more you know what i mean you're more open to love you know and that's all it was about really okay. and just showing that like we ain't gonna have this like we ain't gonna just let you politicians do what you want and we're just gonna not like translate that to the man them or the girl them like like for as someone who kind of understands as i said both walks of life mm. to a certain extent it's my job to like Tell the man and the gallery you're getting confused by this the language they're talking. I'm like, no, nah, this is what they're basically saying. So what we need to do is what powers of the powers go if the true powers get their powers back. That's basically like, yo, when we stand up, they collapse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When we stand up, they collapse, and and that's what that whole record was about. And that's a nice soundbite right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. When we stand up, they collapse. I like that. Yeah. When we stand up, they collapse. So that's what that record was about. You know. Okay. Because they stand on our backs. So I know you've got a, a real interest in art, graphic design. Yeah. I want to say fashion too because, yeah. I mean, well, people will see from the Polaroids what you're wearing. Yeah. Have yeah, you yeah. always had that or is that something you've de developed over time? I've always had an interest in art, but to be honest, school knocked it a lot because mm. when I grew up, I thought art was about being like, being like a very detailed painter or drawer or someone like that. And yeah, I never yeah. really had a talent in that sense of like you know if you sh if you, I couldn't I wasn't the best at drawing like a portrait of someone or something so yeah. it wasn't until I got a bit older that I was like wait this is my expression I started getting into like Basquiat um you know like Picasso yeah. and you know Andy Warhol and a few other people like and some of them just had their own style you know what I mean that's just how like sometimes Basquiat drew stick men yeah do you know what I mean and it was just okay like I connect with that and that's kind of how I draw so yeah. I just really tapped into it through there and a couple graphic designers like kept letting me down and stuff so I was kind of forced to learn like the basics of animation and graphic design to mm. do my own flyers and logo and create all of that so I just got back into drawing just got my sharpie game up and just kept doodling and then made the broccoli poster which was like very yeah. successful which um saved me financially in a, yeah, a very difficult time in my life it just I'd, I'd quit my job and then that just came to me as a blessing and mm. I created that and like everyone in Broccoli bought it do you know what I mean and it framed it in their house so that was like a good feel that like gave me a lot of confidence and 
seeing like the estate agents in Broccoli and stuff and successful thing. So yeah, I just kind of just from there, it's been a thing of like, I just love creating now. And now it's turned into like drawing on my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, um, it's like, I was with Adidas for a long time and I understand the power of wearing clothes in a video and how that impacts culture in terms of how people go out and shop after wear it after watching what you wear for example like if i wore something on my sbtv or something i'd go through the comments and someone's like yo where can i get this from yeah so then just years of that made me think let me just wear my own brand let me just wear my own thing you yeah. know what i'm saying like i like that blazer but i don't like that sleeve i'm cutting it off mm. you know what i mean i like that but i don't like how it's cut let me put extra buttons on it or I like that, but it's a bit plain. Let me draw on it. It's just, there's no rules with creation. Like yeah. art has no rules in it. And I really, em- yeah, it's expression. And I really embrace that. I didn't see that before. You know what I mean? Because of the educational system. Mm. But as I broke out of that, I was just like, Basquiat done what he wanted to do. Like my man would draw a masterpiece and then just throw black paint on top of it. Yeah. Or just paint over it. Like, <laughs> and just show you a corner of the masterpiece. But it's still a masterpiece. Like that was his expression. So yeah. Just tapping into that frequency allowed me to create, you know. And now I've got people asking me for, like, to customise stuff. And, you know, it's, it's a good space. I can't lie, your visuals are really potent. And that's no, great because you. it's memorable. Oh, thank you. Vibrations are done on my MacBook. Oh, is it? Yeah, I shot that in my mum's bedroom on my MacBook camera. Because I can't not unsee that. I will never not, <laughs> yeah. I'll never yeah. not remember Vibrations. the visuals for that and the whole the whole artwork and everything yeah it just it just comes from all of that is just me finally saying look i want to create my own stuff un unapologetically <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what i mean and that, and that's how it worked all right cool all right so it's the room podcast go i'll cut out no i was gonna say go just go quickly okay all right so it's the room podcast so it's time for the room 101 question which is, if you could choose one thing in this world, it could be anything, objects, uh, a theory, ideal, uh, ideal, absolutely anything, philosophy, one thing in this world to get rid of, wipe from the face of existence, what would it be? Racism. Ooh, we had that last time. Yeah. Did you? It's a big, yeah, it's a, it's like, people, this is a real issue though. That's a real issue, man. Like, that's what, that's what um, allows your, your freedom to be obscured. Do you mm. know what I mean? Or the concept of freedom, you know, as as a black person, the concept of freedom is different mm. to it would be to a white person or to someone from a different ethnic background. Do you know what I'm saying? Like our concept of freedom is based on what we've been allowed to do. Other people was not brought up, told what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. Mm. Our concept of freedom was based on our parents being so scared that they're like, you know what, don't wear your hoodie in this area or don't put your hood up. Or My dad always used to tell e- me that. Exactly. So that's not freedom. Someone else, like a white person growing up, didn't have to hear or even have them kind of conversations necessarily. Yeah. Don't put your hood up going through this area. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think the concept of freedom is based heavily on racism and yeah. the, the, what the, the constraints we've been put under which has made us act the same the way we act, you know what I mean? But I, I always say, you know, like, as a black person, you're a descendant of the strongest person because mm. only, only the strong survived slavery. 
So even to be alive now means that you're a descendant of of strength. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it just comes down to my G. Bless <laughs> up, fam. Jamal's leaving because he doesn't like yeah. us. Definitely, brother. We have to go out somewhere. All right. Oh, you know what? I just realized. Oh. I haven't. You've said it. You said your name, Nika. Yeah, but I haven't yeah. said it the whole podcast. No, you've done well. Still, I'm proud you've of done myself. Well. I've said my name more than. Anyway. <laughs> 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 I. You know, it's been a. It's been a really insightful podcast. No, I've enjoyed been, it a lot. I've had a. I've had a good time, man. So, are there any upcoming projects that you want to talk about? Anything you want to promote? Albums. I'm working on my album at the Me. moment. Um, down at Abbey Road. Funny enough. <sighs> Do you know how many questions I had? There's like 10 questions <laughs> I wanted to ask you yeah. that I just, because of time, I just yeah. haven't asked. And one was, like, how is it recording at Abbey Road? Bravis, you take yourself back to being in your bedroom. Oh, man. And, you know, struggling for studio time or whatever to be in the Abbey Road is like... That's insane. It's crazy. You that. know what I'm saying? Like, even walking through the hallway there, you're just like, it's just real. Do you know what I mean? So... Yeah, that's definitely been a good experience. So my album's really being cared about. I'm really telling. I'm really telling the story unapologetically, yeah. first and foremost. And you've, I've had my whole life to write this. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely going to be a special, a special one. Um, it's called the Leap of Faith. Mm, I was yeah. going to ask if there's a title, but I didn't it's know. It's called the All Leap right. of Faith. This is the first time I've mentioned it. Oh, shit. So exclusive, is, yeah, exclusive Aye. for my G's. You know, for my G's. <laughs> My right. them. Yeah, so it's called The Leap of Faith and it's basically me, you know, um killing my fear and, you know, taking that leap of faith and finally living this life that I've always wanted to live and by that I mean just being happy based on not just based on my success, but being happy knowing that like I'm performing and doing what I love and like fair is no longer a, a hindrance, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And that's what the leap of faith's about, just just eradicating the fair and and going for it. You know what I mean? Taking that jump and having building the plane on the way down. Mm. You know what I mean? And that, that's what it's about. Um before we before we wrap it up, I have to shout out Knox. <laughs> like we, we didn't we didn't get there in the conversation but Nox on, Nox production. on productions <laughs> was the original one who put me on if you really think about it you know what if you really think about it because i was spitting in school you gotta remember i was always spitting in school yeah but no one wasn't really taking it seriously until i got put on i think he put me on diamonds he had a song called diamonds shout out ben change Tweets, man, I think was on it. Me, Oboe, and Ridra, I think. Yeah. He put me on that. He tested me out on that, you know, because I think Simpson and a couple of people kept going to him, like, yo, Code is sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I done well on that. Then he let me do Grime Time. And that's where everyone knows I'm Code Akin. From, <laughs> from Grime Time, from Hot 32s, yeah. that C. Done, Laval done hot 32s oh my days I yeah he was one of the first purple if you go back if you go back to Dot, he was the first person i know to document people freestyling on youtube before mm. sbt and everything he had hot 32s where he would go and get the hottest mcs from each school and stuff like that and you'd spit a 32 and it would go viral on bluetooth he had that ages ago like yeah ages ago before youtube was popping so um that's why everyone pretty much knew who I was. And then he then remixed, I had a song called Hold Up Baby, he remixed that. 
and then it kind of you know took off from there so yeah i definitely got to include Knox as like a big part of the story because you know i was in school i was very shy like to, yeah. to really show my bars you know like yeah. i'm in school with with old boy mm. riddler like blicks um Simpson was all over Channel U. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, I remember. The older year had Gritty Kid. They had the whole hands in the air thing going on. <laughs> yeah, all of this. Yeah, like, yeah. And I'm just the guy from Broccoli who, who's, who's got bars. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, But I wasn't confident. So when Knox gave me that platform, it was like, finally, like I'm confident to do this. And I knew the thing about school, I knew I had to work hard because I knew I wasn't the best. Yeah. And it's always good knowing you're not the best because you work hard. So I was like, when, like when everyone was going youth club and all of these things, like people always, I'm always missing in certain stories. I never went to studio. I never done certain things because I knew I wasn't ready, which is, which is crazy because I had to miss out on not being on some songs and that. But mm. to get where I am now, yeah, I look at it as it was worth it. You it know what I'm saying? Because it, yeah. it was all worth it because... I didn't necessarily get involved in, I didn't link the girls, I didn't do all of that back then, but I was at home writing, like constantly writing, learning how to mix, learning how to engineer, all of this stuff, you know what I mean? And that's really paid off, paid off now, paying off now, you know, but that definitely, that journey of, you know, reaching that next level definitely was Knox, because Knox was like DJ Khaled (laughs) back in the days. (laughs) If you think about it in school, like if you weren't on a Knox production, Man weren't trying to listen to your song. <laughs> like, we wasn't. Uh, Man weren't listening to your song if you weren't on a Knox production. It was so funny. Or a protege. If you wasn't, uh, yeah, if yeah. You wasn't on a Knox or a protege production, man was not listening to your tune. Simple. Talking to Benson about it, it was like, it's funny because he enjoyed talking about it, but you could tell he was not embarrassed, but he was just really modest about yeah. it. Yeah. He, like, he created a whole scene, man. He created yeah. a whole scene. Of of musicians, yeah, yeah, he created yeah. a whole scene. It was like DJ Khaled, man. When you heard that, and he even had a tag in his beats, and people didn't even have tags them days. Yeah, Knox Productions, Knox Productions. Like he had a tag in it. Like he was definitely I that remember, person. Man. You know, if you got that Knox call, like you went. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? You went to. I think it was his mom's house. You yeah. went there. I'm not gonna say where it was in case his mom still lives there. Yeah, I know. You I went, know. You went yeah, there yeah. and you you just bought your A game. Yeah. You bought your A game, you know, you had Acid Pro, I think it was, and you bought your A game, man. And sometimes there was a little cue. Sometimes someone might be finishing a tune, you had to wait in the front room, <laughs> getting your <laughs> bars right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was a proper a, studio going in. A proper it? studio, you know what I mean? As I said, I was used to putting the mic next to the speaker and yeah. recording, like, my understanding of recording. He actually was putting reverb on things and mm. EQing, and like, he was taking it seriously. And it's just a testament to where he is now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Having the places well. in now, doing well. It's just all that hard work is paid off. It would have broke my heart if I knew he wasn't doing, he wasn't in music. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I know that's always been his passion. Yeah, it's been gifted. You know? And I know he'll jump back on the production. Like, if he's not doing it already <laughs> on some slack. He's the type he of man who's like a super producer yeah. behind the scenes but doesn't under some other name a, or something. He's either got an alter ego yeah, he's or doing he's working something. on something. Yeah, he's working on something. Yeah. Man. You know, he's, he's scheming. But no, I just definitely <laughs> needed to shout that as part of the journey. Like, hey, and Oboy like, as well. Oboy, you know, showing, I think Oboy or Simpson showed knocks about me properly. So Oboy was definitely a big part as well, man. And sometimes... You know, on a real, like, on just some real honesty stuff, like, it hurts me to see where everyone is at musically now. Mm. Because I understand, you know, things happen in life and stuff. 
I understand that, but like growing up, we was all so talented. Yeah, like we was ultra talented, and it, it's just frustrating sometimes because you know it's the same thing we're talking about when you're young, you know, and someone older is telling you like, "Yo, like stay focused," because you know, da 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 da. You have or someone older than you, da da. Yeah, like it's hard to listen to them. It sounds like you're being lectured to, and I just wish that like we all we all continued at that time because oh boy was like. Unreal, talented, bro. Was, I'm in he school and he's, we're in year 11 and he's talking about having to step up to the plate and be a dad. Yeah. Not on some fly stuff, on some, yo, this is affecting me emotionally. Like, mm. we hadn't heard that from, from, from our scene like that. The only person that really spoke in that capacity in our scene was like Tiny Temple when he made Wifey Rhythm, but Oboe attacked it talking about him being a young guy about to have a baby and I how that's affecting that him. Like, it's like, do you know what I mean? We yeah. grew up around that. So to see that not, you know, spoke about today or that not continued is hurtful sometimes because I know how talented people are, but I get life kicks in and stuff. But I guess it's just down to me to like, you know, speak about these things. So yeah, these stories are told. Like I'm always yeah. going to tell these stories, no matter what interview I'm doing, when I, where, where, wherever I am in life, when it comes to that honest story of my, my come up, these are names like I have to mention. Yeah, you know of I'm course. Saying? That's just a trip down memory lane, yeah, man. man. I just needed to make sure we got a, a trip down memory lane properly, you know, because yeah. as I said, I was at the side watching all of this. I wasn't in the mix, really. I was at the side. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was at the side, you know, so. But hang tight, Vex. Vex is going. Yeah, he's doing Vex his is, thing. Vex is creating. I really creating like watching wave. him. I bump into him from time to time. Yeah. I like what he's doing because he's, he's got his... Block got 23. His, yeah, he's got yeah. that, but he's got his hand in all sorts of co- yeah, cookie jars. Exactly. He's doing a lot of things, which he's I really respect like and appreciate. Entrepreneur. He's definitely thinking he's doing much. He's doing other things. He's definitely thinking, you know, on on a bigger level. So, yeah, I got a champion Vex because he had a hard time mm. in school back in the days in terms of he was someone who lyrically had to really push himself to be where he's at now. And yeah. I was the same. So I understand yeah. the level of commitment you have to do to yeah, get yourself to a place lyrically when people are listening at you, listening to you and not laughing, mm. listening to you and taking you seriously and yeah. taking in your story. So yeah, I got a shout out Vex, definitely, man. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, just, I'm literally just thinking about old days now. Yeah, man. It's, it's real Crazy. stuff, man. It's real stuff, man. It's something I always say, like, who need this should be the tag of the whole podcast but who needs role models when you have friends when you can look over your yeah. shoulder and you see your friends doing amazing things it's just inspiring yeah definitely like it must be great for you to see what abdu's doing do you know what i mean uh, listen like, i love you, the guy so much and i'm yeah. just so happy he, he's doing what makes him happy exactly i look over i see him i mean this is gonna come out in like this is probably gonna come out on monday yeah so on f- you know, Thursday, Thursday yeah. yeah, but yeah, we could pretend this is the future and be like, yeah, 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 yeah Thursday was good. <laughs> no, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, just Abdu in particular, that that's he's he's always he's always strived to do creative things, and yeah. it's really nice seeing him at this sort of platform. Yeah, definitely. See, see, and seeing like him take that step, that leap of faith. It goes mm-hmm. back to leap of faith, taking that leap of faith, and just showcasing his art and it's not just an instagram thing now it's not just oh i like that guy's instagram now it's oh that guy is putting on an exhibition we're gonna go through and actually see what he's created yeah you know what i mean and 
yeah i just love his commitment to detail his, his attention to detail and stuff like that and as and again like these are people that as you say you look over you see your friends like that's my friend yeah so you know i'm at home working and i, I feel like abdu's working too like yeah. you're working like it's nice to know that like people around you are working towards that towards what they're doing do you know what i mean like you might post the odd thing on instagram and i'm like raw like Ben's I'm really quiet to be Ben's honest. doing his thing. I'm no, really but I'm quiet, saying like over the year, I've definitely seen you post some things yeah. that have been like artistic, and I'm like, oh, like slyly, Ben was always into <laughs> art. Slyly yeah. though, like you wasn't a in school, you wasn't a bait artist. Like mm-hmm. it was, a, I didn't always see you drawing, but I knew you could draw. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's just nice to like whether someone posts once every six months, whatever. It's nice to know yeah, that they're like still doing it. they're doing it. They're doing what they love. Do you know what I'm saying? They're doing what they love. It's like Benson. I don't see him post much, but you know he's, he's doing, doing some. He's making yeah. some moves. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's doing yeah. some ultra moves. Like, yeah. and it's nice to know that because you know they tell you so much about young people and you know how much of a broken generation we are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and you know, but when we can look at each other as role models, as you're saying, like your your yeah. pairs, you know, no, like who needs role models when you got friends? It's like that's a, that's the greatest inspiration sometimes man it's crazy i look over my shoulder i see you mm. i see dexter oh, i see dexter this is gonna be i don't De- want this, this to go guy. on for like three hours <laughs> but like that's my g like, like dexter's my dexter g is just like he's my g i thought dexter's meant to be coming down to abbey road to record he's gonna be playing on my album and that makes me so happy yeah, you don't understand dexter's play, i have to like uh, dexter's gonna be playing on my album and it's like yeah dexter next week phone dexter next week yo bro i have to go <laughs> la like it's yeah. like i hear you though like i hear you and i know like he's someone who who you don't have to chase he will let you know he'll be exactly. like look I, I can't come he will tell you a week in advance like i won't be able to make wednesday because something's come up i have to fly out or i have yeah. this that's come up and you just know that when he does come the time he takes his time very seriously and he's yeah. gonna deliver do you know what i mean he's gonna come and give it he's always not gonna come on no bro i gotta be somewhere in an hour like let's just get out of the way because you you you're my bedroom i'm doing you a favor like he's coming because he actually you know and he phoned me the other day and asked me to be a part of something special i can't speak on it yet <laughs> but like we're gonna get another exclusive no nah, no nah, not for this is he's exclusive <laughs> i'll let him unveil that yeah but like he asked me to be part of something special um an idea he's got and for me i was on the phone to him i don't think he understood like when i was saying bro this is a big thing for me like I respect your time and your craft so mm. much. Like, I know how much you've rehearsed. Oh, I know a bit of how much you've rehearsed. Mm. But, bro, to get where you're getting, I know the level of commitment that takes. So, for you to be planning something and want me to be involved, like, that that just makes me happy. And as well, like, it might be an insecurity of mine or it might just be what it is. Like, socially, my music's not, played by everyone at the moment at this moment in time mm. so yet. to know that yeah at this moment in time yeah so to know that dexter sits down thinks of a concept and thinks coda when i'm not in your face every day i don't post yeah. every day on instagram i don't facebook all the time so i'm not i'm not someone who's always on the rage i'm not always in your face so to actually me to cross your mind i know that's taken f- like fault do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah that's taken fault that's actually genuinely like coda i like coda's music so do you know what I mean? And that's that that touched me. I was just like, "Yo, thank you." Said the same thing to Abdu, like, "Bro, thank you." Yeah. You man, are the man that lose, like, you dedicate your life to this, and you're involving me, like. Well, all you gotta do is have a conversation with these people, and your focus is realigned. Exactly. And you're motivated again. Benson, Abdu, mm. Dexter, 
Izzy. Yeah, oh, Izzy's another one. Izzy. We could go on all day. We could. <laughs> it's gonna, true, it's true, it's true. We're going to podcast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to and just get man in and talk to them. Listen, that's 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 the plan. <laughs> you, you got know? you got some that's successful people, man. Like that's the plan. You've definitely got like more than ten people you could speak to. Exactly. Like just off the back, like Izzy Vex. Mm. Um, I'm not like loads of names. You yeah. can have a conversation with Oboy and get to the root of yeah why why I'm he feels sick. it's cool to not be murking it right now. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. Like you can have conversations with these people because even from our school, bruv that's got context it comes from somewhere you yeah. know what i mean it comes from somewhere we was all in a playground at one point like we was all Shit. in a playground getting on each other's nerves at one point <laughs> getting in fights over football yeah do you know what i mean some of us even are actually having fights bro to now being so focused and be able to all be in one room and be like know that everyone's chasing something mm. do you know what i mean it's it's a beautiful thing you know especially in this climate man that's yeah. that's amazing man it's what you need really yeah it's definitely. that inspiration you need direct infl- inspiration you know oh, man. <laughs> but yeah listen we can we can go yeah, for ages i'd love to but we'll wrap it up yeah. um let the people know where they can find you, your social media handles everything's official coder so that's official k-o-d-e-r you just Google that, everything comes up. You know, I Google, I Google it sometimes to find out what <laughs> I've been up, to find out what I've been up to. <laughs> that must be interesting. I'm like, what have I been up to? Like, <laughs> you know, like who's blogged about me or who's taken a photo or whatever, or who's spoke about me. It's actually, like, it's actually a blessing to be able to do that. Like, see what you've been up to. <laughs> it's a weird concept, isn't it? Though it's crazy. It's a weird concept because someone could just connect with your tune in Canada today and write a whole article on it. Isn't that and you wake up? And you're like, insane thing it's crazy man it's it's amazing you could just wake up to a whole article from someone and you're like bruh while i was sleeping someone was my music had touched them so much they wrote about it like mm. it's just but this whole music thing for me is unreal man and it's and it, the scary part of it is that i'm about to take a leap of faith so it's like it's about to get even more you done that <laughs> yeah you know me <laughs> it's about to get even more crazy you know like mm-hmm. the moments are getting even more real but i feel like even though the moments are getting even more real in a sense of like success maybe i feel like my realest moments have have come mm. and that and that is being in the playground cyphers and you know, putting the mic next to the speaker, those realist moments it's cannot be taken tests, away. They? Early tests, man. And we kept persevering, we kept persevering. We're here now, as I said, about to take a leap of faith and make an album that just, you know, stands the test of time. You know, and that's that's the plan now. Everyone that has ever said, oh, like, you know, I know the conversations. Not in a negative way. Like, mm-hmm. they're positive conversations, but it's, yo, Coda should have blown by now. Mm. Like Nico's going, oh, I don't understand why he's not putting out more, or or Coda's going, I don't understand why he's not putting out more. I don't understand. Like a lot of things don't make sense when people look from the outside into yeah. my career, yeah. and that's because a lot of the times it didn't make sense to me. Mm. But now that things are making sense to me, I'm gonna, it's gonna. Everyone that's had faith in me and told their friend, like, yo, you need to listen to Coda, and their friends come back, like, yeah, he's only got two things on Spotify though. Like all that's about to change. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I'm really gonna. Um, take it to another level and just make sure we can all celebrate this this thing that we've all been a part of. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that's the plan, man. Listen, can't wait to see it. That's the plan, bro. Uh, Might have to do the next one in LA, bro. You never Ah. know. 
the way I'm trying to, bro, the way I'm putting, the way, like, the way this album's going, fam, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen next week, man. I, I just quit my job. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. quit my job. I was working, believe it or not, in Reebok. I was working in a trainer store. Oh, okay. And I had people coming in, like, saying, like, I put it in a song on my album saying, um, <laughs> fans coming in to buy some trainers and say, yo, why are you working here? Ain't you famous? Like, one guy Just from Germany, the other was from Norway. Both said they heard of me. I'm taking pictures all day. They're saying thank you. I'm saying thank you to my fans. Then I hear, yo, Nico, when you finish, you can go on lunch. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. having to be in retail, it's called retail therapy. Mm. Having to be in retail and dealing with, like, these moments where your fans are coming in or people are coming in or whatever yeah. and your manager's like, yeah, that's over now. Uh, can you go and, you know, uh, stock the, uh, put, put out some, do a replan. Do you know what I mean? Shit, it's, yeah. It's a harsh reality, man. It's a harsh reality and it does a lot on the mental, but it's, it's pushed me to have to take this leap of faith, man. All I can imagine is that that right there just builds character. Bruv. Like nothing. Yeah. The day I handed in my notice, this is just the last bit. <laughs> I was I was thinking about it, innit? Yeah. And then I was in the stockroom and it, I'd been on my feet all day. And then my manager came in and caught me on my phone. You know, like when you're just like, she knows I run a business outside mm. of this. She knows my music thing's picking up. Mm. You know, so I, she came in. She knows I've been busy. I was on my phone and she's like, what are you doing on your phone? Didn't I tell you to do a replant? So I'm like, oh. I've put my phone away and I've gone upstairs, got a piece of paper That's and wrote out my notice. Yeah. But this is how much swag I wrote my notice with. I wrote it in my, in my code font <laughs> and signed it <laughs> with my logo and said, I'm going to see you again when they offer me the ambassador role of Reebok. Yo. And I handed it to her. At the end of the day, I handed it to her. Bars. I handed it to her. That was how I left. So for me, it was like, okay, you've left like that. Yeah. There's no going back now. Absolutely There's none, no yeah. going back. So yeah, I'm at that point, fam. So, you know. That's so sick. You have, oh, to, you have to handle days. your notice with swag, man. That's <laughs> so sick. Oh, And in retail days. therapy, when you hear it, you're going to hear, I've got actual voice notes of conversation. So when you hear someone saying like, um, there's something in the lift, it's actually the radio. Yeah. I recorded the radio of someone saying like, yo, there's something in the lift. Like, I've, I've, Yeah, so you're going to hear it. And you hear the, the, the recording of me um, getting a disciplinary and stuff. Like, it's, it's real, man. It's real. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you know what you've done to me. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep tonight, <laughs> bro. Like, I'm so hyped for this. It's unreal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Th- All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's cool. leave it there. Listen, Let's leave listen. it there. Yeah. This has been the seventh episode of yeah. the Grim Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, man. Thank but you. It's been so nice to talk to you, not just on the music thing, but mm. also like just a trip down memory lane. Bro, it's been amazing, man. Oh, it's been man. A, it's been a good conversation, man. It's it's definitely like yeah, it's definitely one of my one of my favorites because it's just come from a place where you know you would both know each other, so it's cool. <laughs> And we'll probably do it again when when the album's out. We do like a yeah. Listen, anytime I'd you love if you lot could like review it or something. Cool. Anytime yeah. you wanna come on. Nah, respect. And of me. course, we gotta do the first tour reunion at some point. We have to, man. We have. You know, I come through looking fly. We're gonna <laughs> listen. We're we're on our Avengers thing. Yeah, you know that. You know that. <laughs> Interview everyone separately and then bring everyone yeah, together. Yeah, bring everyone. Imagine the whole room. Oh, let, well, leave yeah. it. The whole room of us passing around the mic. 
Oh no, we'll get more mics for that. Like we'll we'll do it big. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's, oh, do it, let's do it, man. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. We spoke, man. Let's do it. Man. All right, cool. yeah. Speaking. But of thank you. Yeah, thank no, you, man. thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Ben, Jamal. Thank you. You know, Jamal's left now. But, yeah, he's you know, left. It's all good. It's, it's all cool. good. <laughs> all right, cool. Bless up. <laughs>